When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Day after day, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Day after day, it's him and him only. Something in his eyes ah, Makes my hopes start to rise But he's part of a world That doesn't include me Nothing he says could ever delude me I'll never win Ah, I'm on the outside looking in This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in. Thank you, everybody. I did forget one of the chords as I thought I might backstage. Because it has been four years since we were in this room. But you are welcome to Double Love Live! (laughs) It's a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. And I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And I'm Amy Clarkin. And we are about to discuss the true horror of Halloween. (laughs) I think we all know who this horror is. Amy, can you share the name of this nightmarish beast? The man who knows no boundaries. <laughs> Never met a boundary he couldn't cross. It's Nicholas Morrow. Oh, good God. And he is in typical form. Mm, That's yes. all I'll say. But uh, we will uh, get started not with taglines and blurbs, but with asking Amy a little bit about her Sweet Valley journey. Because Mm. uh, if anybody doesn't know, Amy is the Irish Book Award shortlisted author (laughs) of What Walks These Holds. You'll all have to go and vote for her Mm. on the Irish Book Awards website. You can do that wherever you are in the world, listeners, because (laughs) there are people watching us on the live stream right now. So everybody say hello from Dublin. (laughs) Hello. <laughs> that was wasn't the best. I mean, Je- Je- Jessica would be booting you off the squad. You're never going to make the cheer squad with this attitude, lads. But um, we uh, we we usually start with taglines and blurbs. But you're going to start by asking Amy about her Sweet Valley journey. Mm. So, how did you discover the world of Sweet Valley? 
in my local library. Um, So yeah, they had a selection that I read over and over again. So there are some books I know very, very well. And then there are some books that I've never read. But um, for me, that's where it started. And then my sister and I would try and collect them as we find them. Mm. So, yeah, that's where it began for me in the Dean's Grange Library Aww. in <laughs> Sorok. Well, I think there's a lot of people here who did discover them in the library. But did you, you know, obviously you, like Karen, mm. you were a youthful fan. Uh, did that love continue over the years uh, unimpeded to have them in a few gaps? <laughs> Um, I definitely stopped reading them for a while and then when this podcast started I remembered how much I loved them and that's when I kind of came back to them so I've been enjoying reliving them through your eyes where we can maybe be a little bit more understanding of the things that went over my head when I was younger. It's a good thing a lot of it goes over your head when you're a kid because yeah same and those are not messages you want to be absorbing. Absolutely not though I was also a Jessica hair flip person. Like I was convinced that if I flipped my hair upside down that it would work and I feel cheated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do know that a lot of our listeners have said that the Jessica trademark hair flip turning your head upside down and flinging it backwards for for those unfamiliar with this amazing hairstyle (laughs) move um, was they they firmly believe despite all evidence to the contrary that it was an effective styling tool. But um, how do you how do you feel about Sweet Valley now? Do you still enjoy reading them? Like, was this the first time you'd actually read one of the books in a while? Yeah, it was the first time. I had a lot of fun with it. Mm. Um, I read it on an airplane. Um, so I was definitely very giddy, I think, as well. <laughs> so I laughed a lot. And I think I definitely alarmed the person sitting next to me at one point. Um, but yeah, I think they're one of those books that just obviously you can see the flaws in it and still love it and I think that's what's so fun about chatting about them because they're camp they're fun I feel like Sweet Valley High walked so Riverdale could run and like so yeah it's a lot of fun I mean all Sweet Valley needs is a sort of organ harvesting cult <laughs> it's amazing they haven't done it's it the next logical they came step. close <laughs> they did have a cult kidnapped by, by the cult, cult. <laughs> well I think there's only one way to start this off and this is with oh a bag of cans yay, yay. the sweet valiants want to prove but we hope you do Karen, I'm doing a lucky tip from Thank your you. can selection it's a gin and tonic everybody <laughs> I'm going for the McIver's session cider mm. Okay, yeah. as in the last time, I'm oh. going to taunt the Sweet Valiants by opening this can <laughs> right next to the microphone. It's what they wouldn't want. <laughs> ASMR. Yeah. I think, I hope it doesn't spill on my silk blouse. Ooh. Thank you. As you can see, we have all dressed in suitable attire. Karen's rocking the Halloween I went with look. Halloween. <laughs> I'm wearing my vintage, possibly 80s silk blouse. And uh, and Amy is wearing a Sweet Valley double love Pi Beta Alpha <laughs> jacket, which I see uh, another member of the audience <laughs> is wearing one too. And one of you We'll have the uh, might have the opportunity to to win some more merch because we are uh, going to be evaluating some fancy dress costumes later on. Um, it's a Lila pa- uh, Fowler worthy mm. affair. I can see some hints of costumes. Well, the thing with Sweet Valley is you can never be sure what's costume. And what's <laughs> I'm not trying to insult anybody. What's these look? Like when I bought this blouse, 
I did not buy it as Lila Fowler cosplay. <laughs> I did actually buy it. To and wear yet it. here we are. <laughs> so we will get started with taglines mm. and blurbs. Um, Amy, would you like to read the tagline? On the back cover. Oh, okay. I was like, oh no, there's none on the front. Yeah. There's <laughs> so only one of these ones. Mm. Um, secret lives. <laughs> it's not the most no, appropriate. No. It's not very evocative. No. Not very applicable. No. <laughs> I mean, not for the first or last time no, in this true. series. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, how's the blurb? Is it Let's more uh, accurate? Probably, yeah. Usually they're so accurate to be completely spoilery. Oh, good so point. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I haven't actually read this yet, so okay. <laughs> when Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield invite Nicholas Morrow on a picnic to help cure his blues, their plan has unexpected results. <laughs> oh, Nicholas. Nicholas falls in love with Barbara, a beautiful girl who involves the twins in their most dangerous mystery yet. Now, I would argue. <laughs> the same summer, Bruce Patton ran out of a stadium holding a, a bomb. bomb. <laughs> Lies. This Just, is not their most. This no. is barely counting as danger. Barely. Okay. Oh, my God. I know. Barbara tells Nicholas that they must hide their relationship from the uncle she's visiting. Hearing the fear in her voice, Nicholas decides to tell the twins. Uh, (laughs) They start investigating. Oh, my God. The more they find out, the more desperate Barbara's situation seems. Then Jessica and Elizabeth are threatened by an anonymous caller. They're not both threatened. No, it's just Liz, and it's quite late. Very late. Okay, now blurb writers. Come on. Now they face a terrible choice: either give up their search and leave Barbara in deadly trouble, or save Barbara's life and risk their lives and Nicholas's. (laughs) I mean, is he really that much of a loss? (laughs) I think I'd count him as collateral damage. Oh, completely. (laughs) He is expendable. (laughs) Um, But while the blurb may be kind of. You know, it falls a bit flat. A bit. The cover, the proper cover, oh. I have to say. Look at that. Look at that. We are back in classic roundy cover, Sweet Valley territory, oh. and you love to see it, honestly. Uh, how would you describe this, Cameron? Oh. I know everybody can see it now. Yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. The listeners <laughs> at home listeners, cannot. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if our live streamers, can you get a, a close-up mm. look at those... Uh, anguished those twin faces frightened faces but yeah no we're back in classic James Matthews territory which is always Aww. lovely to see um, it's a fun one too because we've got like the magnifying glass like we're having fun with cover design that's always <laughs> nice uh, so we've got the twins Jess and Liz they're both looking very frightened they are at least like they look like themselves which is also nice because it's been a while yeah you know? that's true I feel that this is like seeing sort of long lost friends isn't it <laughs> you haven't seen in years it's comforting to see them look so scared <laughs> So With yeah. their actual faces. Well, this That's is the nice. thing, because Liz, she's there. She's in full Liz regalia. She's got barrettes in her hair. She's got <gasps> a nerdy shirt on. Like, is this a <laughs> denim shirt? It looks quite chambray, yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, blue barrette kind of matches the shirt. Love that. Jessica has a hand to her chest. Oh, we've got lavaliers in play. This is all the hits. Uh, she's wearing like a purple t-shirt with the sleeves kind of rolled up because she's cool. You know, she's yeah, fashionable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then on my copy, yours kind of got shafted because oh, it's like look at this. just the twins. They could be anywhere. Yeah, Anything could be But happening. on the full like version that you can see up there as well, there's a really spooky house in the background which is lovely. I love a proper background because yes. that doesn't always happen either. So, yeah, we've got like spooky house. It's like, I don't know, some kind of 1940s beach house style. There's like skinny pillars and stuff. It's veering towards plantation-y. 
Ooh, a bit. But <laughs> actually, in the book, it isn't because no, it's sort of specifically it's not described told. as that as like a 1940s beach yes, house type exactly. of thing. I don't know if that's what this is, but look, it's a spooky house. There's a sunrise or sunset, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. It's always sunset. It's, it's always sun- that's true. It's always nice. dark around this house. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's it's atmospheric and uh, yeah. I enjoyed this one. It's better than the book. (laughs) (laughs) We we begin this ridiculous romp in the Sweet Valley newsroom. And uh, Liz uh, and Jessica are, of course, in this very odd internship. Oh, God, they're still in the one internship. Like, this is all, all these super thrillers are happening in one summer. (laughs) Ridiculously. (laughs) This is the one internship and it's wild. I have questions about what Ned and Alice were doing sending Liz and Jess to London for another internship oh, after everything right. that happens in this internship I mean this all one summer it's like clearly internships are bad news so like let's send them to a different country <laughs> where they can't reach us <laughs> then we don't have to deal with it outside out of mind yeah. so that was what it's actually classic Ned and Alice when you think about it yeah. <laughs> they barely show up in this book oh no yeah, yeah. Like just, so classic Ned and Atlas. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're still on this internship. Mm-hmm. Some of the characters are are the same. Yeah, like Seth, the the, the young journalist guy. Yeah, who we found out in another book was like secretly really rich oh, yeah. because he was like a crime novelist, and that's why they <laughs> yeah. thought he was Greenback. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, he's, I don't know, there's no mention of his riches in this. No. But um, Jessica can't believe that Liz is all excited about the mayoral election. I mean, fair. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, what 16-year-old gives a shit about who's the mayor? Like, honestly. Well, also, is it the mayor Maria's dad? Oh, well, you see, oh, we're also, like, in terms of the timeline, oh. we're kind of reefed back to, like, Jeffrey's on the scene. Oh, well, mm-hmm. or is he? Well, I mean. He's mentioned like once. <laughs> yeah, true. So he's away at camp or something. He's yeah, a camp, camp counselor, counselor this summer. Ranger Jeff. Ranger Jeff. Mm-hmm. That's right. So like we're kind of, we're way back in the timeline really. So yes. we're kind of post-Regina, but Todd hasn't come back from Vermont yet. Yeah. And yet it is summer. I mean, don't, don't, Another don't, summer. don't think about it too hard. <laughs> Time is a circle. So yeah. true. true. So true. Um, well, apparently, uh, the Sweet Valley News is uh, is is all out for Miles um, Robinson. Some of the staffers in the paper are actually working on his campaign, which seems quite Ooh, that's a bit iffy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever about the paper endorsing him, but yeah. the actual journalists working it's for like him. like a conflict of interest there. But, uh, but he is not in the lead. No, yeah, some businessman named Russell Kincaid apparently has the uh, the heart of the people of Sweet Valley, so he's leading in the opinion polls. I mean, this sort of, the, the fact that they love him despite the mm. fact they know nothing about him. Not a thing. Kind of uh, fits in with Sweet Valley falling in love. Oh, <laughs> you're right. It does, because Jessica thinks he's handsome, so like, that's all you need. That's yeah. job done. I was very concerned when she started, like, talking about how handsome he was. I was like, if she sees him and flirts with him, I'm putting oh, this I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Uh, we do learn, by the way, that Jessica was basically, I'm wondering, was this the first of the thrillers? Because we learned that Jessica was forced to be an intern because Liz was doing it and the parents were like, well, we've got to keep her out of trouble, so we're going to send her down <laughs> Send her to the death internship. Yeah. It looks like, okay, it actually looks like this is the third one of oh, the super wow. thrillers. Yeah, so they've already had Double Jeopardy on the run. I don't think we've covered either of those. We're just doing these all Randomly, backwards. whichever yeah. takes our fancy. <laughs> Well, we do get a twin comparison, mm. including their amazing and incredibly 1988 outfits, which I'm sure Carol will describe at the end. And uh, yeah, Jessica says she can't believe that Liz is also Team Robinson mm. because she thinks that Russell Kincaid looks like a gothic hero. <laughs> he has uh, 
And Liz acknowledges he has charisma. I guess like he's also in his early 60s so like yeah. as, as, Amy, as Amy pointed out it's very concerning that Jessica goes on about how handsome he is like because come on but again we're told like nobody knows much about him but yes they're giving him their vote yeah. that's the sweet valley way sure is can we talk about how his business is literally import export yes. yes oh my god yes. the classic shady business <laughs> that doesn't mean anything and he's got a mysterious factory we learn oh, later yeah. in Tijuana mm. that's uh, he's so suspicious oh my god Guys. So, uh, yeah, apparently he's the people's choice. There's rumours about misuse of funds, mm. but nothing nothing sticks to him. He's hot, so no one cares. Exactly. <laughs> Though uh, Liz thinks the clincher, like they're all saying, well, you know, nobody has any proof that he's actually Dodge. And Liz's like, he has cruel eyes. <laughs> That's considered to be enough. He probably smokes. <laughs> you know, if you smoke, you're a villain. <laughs> or drinks. Ooh. <laughs> well, um... Yes, Seth Miller, uh, Fortune sports car, nowhere to be seen. Mm. He overhears them talking about him and uh, he says he thinks Kincaid is bad news, but mm. they can't prove anything, so that's their problem. He has a charismatic cold over the public, apparently. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we learn he has these sort of possible, there's rumours about organised crime, mm. but like nothing, nothing sticks. No. And uh, they, uh, Jessica is appalled to be contradicted in, you know, because she thinks everybody's going to agree that Robinson is boring and hot, cruel-eyed Kincaid is number one. <laughs> so we're told the conversation wasn't going the way she wanted it to, so with characteristic speed, she changed the subject. <laughs> yeah, love that. That is so classic Jess, though. It's Isn't like, it? no, I don't like this. Something else altogether. <laughs> Look how good I look today. <laughs> well, actually, she asks about the big picnic. Oh, God. Of course. Yeah, there's a huge, like, staff picnic that they're going yeah. on. Like, it's bananas they go, I don't know has anybody here ever been forced to go on a staff picnic it's, it's like 40 miles away it's so far away <laughs> it's, it's not even convenient no. um, and Jessica gives out about having to go all mm. the way because she wishes she doesn't know what this place is like and she'd prefer to go to a familiar place like Seca Lake um, but Fair. Liz doesn't give a fuck she just wants to you know chill and then um, Jessica says she wishes they'd bring along some hot new reporters bear in mind she's a child oh my god <laughs> like she's constantly talking about oh if only there was a grown man I could flirt with in this workplace yep um, so uh, Liz is distracted and she's distracted because she got a message from Nicholas <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it's never a good thing. No, it is not. Uh, yeah, so um, Nicholas is. This is as Karen said. We're mm. in a post-Regina era. Yeah. So Nicholas is grieving mm. the loss of his sister, and just uh, Liz thinks she knows knows just the thing to cheer him up. Yeah, staff or, picnic. Yeah. <laughs> For a place he doesn't work in. Yeah. <laughs> That's really fucking far away. Yeah. Take him to your work outing. Absolutely. Um, so she reads and he doesn't sound great. No. Uh, unsurprisingly. Mm. Um, so uh, we get a full recap of the whole tragic Regina. Yes. Uh, R.I.P. Regina. I mean, she was the best tomorrow. She really was. Oh, that's <laughs> poor Regina. The bar is low, but she was the best. <laughs> and so, yeah, she, uh, we got the full recap. He's not doing great. We're talking basically to the many friends. Oh my God. Like, is that surprising? It's not. <laughs> is it? But yeah, we're told that like all his friends in Sweet Valley had been Regina's friends. Mm. So in the indefinite period of time that they went lived there, which was time enough for a lot of shit to go oh, down. Yeah. Uh, didn't make a single pal. 
Except Liz. With a bunch of 16-year-olds and he's 19. Such a creep. (laughs) Seriously, like. Um, So it does mean he has no support network. And so Liz, of course, thinks that the cure for that is uh, is a work party. And we learned he's been speaking to a therapist and his parents have urged him to reach out to pals. Mm. Uh, But like... All his parents were Regina's friends, so this isn't good for him. Um, so he reluctantly agrees to go. But when Jessica hears this, she's not pleased. <laughs> I mean, can you blame her? I can't, but her justification <laughs> is not valid. <laughs> because she says everyone, including Lila, says Nicholas is losing his mind. Ooh, <laughs> and oh. the proof of this is that he is seeing a psychiatrist and uh, I think there's a lot of people in Sweet Valley that could do with seeing a psychiatrist 100% <laughs> oh, my god yes. I was actually really proud that someone had finally gone you know, to therapy to process the trauma it's like the one good thing he's done is actually go to therapy well there's many moments in this book where my notes were just like get him to a therapist yeah. why is this his solution to, to his grief um, so yeah Jessica can't believe she's basically been saddled with Nicholas but not for the reasons that we've just mentioned um, and uh, and his nervous breakdown basically says well if he has a nervous collapse it'll be Liz's fault charming <laughs> so understanding I mean it's typical Jessica yeah. so we're not surprised that's true so the next day he arrives late Jessica's not impressed uh, they're not going in the Fiat which I was relieved oh, same someone's going to be sitting on Nicholas's lap with <laughs> you don't want that and they'd be zooming around these cliff top roads mm. and stuff um, so we get a reference to Stephen and his friend Alan I presume just to remind us that they exist because they popped up in one of the oh, other thrillers. Yeah. It seems very gratuitous. I don't though. know. He's staying with them for this summer. It was obviously established in the first two thrillers, I'd say. Yeah. So he's just still knocking around. He doesn't matter though. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> Nicholas is not looking his usual handsome self, we're told. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got like shadows under his eyes. <gasps> he's very gaunt looking. He's uh, he's not in the best of states. So, you no. know, a picnic is the perfect thing. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. <laughs> To hang out at a work day with a load of strangers. Yeah. Um, so apparently he's been having nightmares about Regina, which he could hear his voice. And Jessica goes, Ugh. <laughs> I swear to God, I cackled so hard. Oh my God. Like, it's so bad from Jessica, but it's so funny. <laughs> Literally. Because he's like, he's like, I don't know, it's like I can hear her voice or something in these terrible nightmares. Ugh, Jessica exclaimed <laughs> from the back seat. <laughs> Oh my god! Like it's so funny. It's so bad, but it's so funny. I had to give it to her. Like, well, and Liz does think like, oh well, Jessica sure knows how to be sympathetic. Like, why is is the person you take your grieving friend with, Jessica? Like, oh my god. come on, literally the last person on earth who could show human emotion for somebody in distress. Um, so they arrive at the location. Apparently, it's just it's just like a park yeah. with a lake. And uh, Jessica's new best friend is the allegedly abrasive Darcy Cayman. Yeah, she must be from the other ones. She must be from the first two that we haven't read, so we we don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Jessica goes off with her and Liz introduces Nicholas to her colleagues, but he's not feeling it. No. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bet they're all wondering, like, why Why did she bring this guy? (laughs) Who is he? Uh, so suddenly he like he's just sort of staring into space and then he's like what is the name of this park and oh Seth says it's Renoma Point Park and uh, Seth goes on a little sort of exposition dump 
Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of like old houses nearby. Uh, apparently, the area is going to be rediscovered soon because there used to be some big like beach community. Um, so people are like buying up these old houses and fixing them up. So he's just kind of like looking around going, oh, yes, houses. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, he is negative crack. Well, he decides he wants to go for a walk. Mm. And Liz, you know, wants to sort of, because she's kind of there to schmooze in a way. Yeah. Um, so she feels, she sort of feels th- this defeats the entire point of bringing him to this <laughs> shindig but she thinks she has to go with him. She yeah. can't let him just wander roam. off. Yeah. <laughs> roam the woods alone. Bit dodge. <laughs> so even though she knows it looks like she's ditching a work event, um, she goes with him. Mm. And he tells her, look, you don't have to come with me. But when she says she wants to go for a walk, he sort of looks relieved. So she yeah. does think, okay, it was the right the move. Right thing. Um, but then they walk uh, through the woods and they see a mysterious path. <laughs> Gotta love a mysterious path. I mean, what are you gonna do? Not follow him? <laughs> yeah, it takes him up to some houses. Yeah, so there's a big fancy house, uh, Bayview House. It's got a big sign outside. It's looking a little bit run down, but uh, but it's a nice house, a nice big mansion. Yeah. Now Liz isn't comfortable about going too close because. It's a private house mm-hmm. and there's a car next to it like somebody lives there. Yep. Doesn't stop Nicholas. going to do some trespassing. It's fine. He's rich. I mean, boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Same respect for property as people. Apparently. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the gate's unlocked so that, that's invitation enough for him. Sure. So he just walks in and then they hear somebody singing a haunted melody. <laughs> <laughs> should come out with a little Yorkshire terrier oh. through this beautiful garden. Well, you know what? It's the most beautiful girl he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we finally found one. A girl one. <laughs> How would you describe this beauty? Uh, what is the deal with her again? Oh yeah, so she's her face is perfectly oval, which sounds kind of hilarious. Like it's a cardboard <laughs> of like cut out stuck there. Spoon. Beautiful oval face. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she's wearing a straw bonnet, which is hilarious. <laughs> Not a hat. It no, says no. bonnet. It's a full-on straw bonnet. Oh, yeah. Uh, her hair is a rich chestnut brown that's gleaming in the sunlight. Uh, and her eyes, apparently Liz has never seen eyes like this before. They're huge, wide set, light blue eyes. <laughs> fixed on Nicholas with a look of curiosity and surprise. <laughs> And also her, she's basically, we'll give, Cameron will give detailed descriptions later. She's dressed as a Victorian ghost. <laughs> of course. And so they're entranced by her beauty. And she tilts her head on one side. I'm imagining like a pug or something. <laughs> so <sort of> like... <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's enough for Nicholas. He, he apologises. Uh, he gives a radiant smile. She gives a radiant smile. Oh, it's so like, radiant. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm glad you came. <laughs> she's so fucking weird. She is super weird. Like yeah. if a ghostly looking girl came out of the woods with her tiny dog, would you not be like, fuck? this and <laughs> or if you were just instantly walking through the woods and find two random people in your garden <laughs> yeah, you'd not be like why are you here get out she would be like I'm glad you're here it's just terrifying baby she's spooky she really is they both, they both seem unhinged <laughs> accurate so Nicholas introduces himself and he's like, I come from Sweet Valley. Have you heard of it? <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say. It's like, does he think she's a child or something? <laughs> Do you know where you are? 
Yeah, she's like, oh, I haven't been here for long. And she says her name is Barbara, and she wishes she could invite them in, but she's staying there with the housekeeper, Josine. We have thoughts on Josine. Oh, Josine. Oh, Josine. We will get to Josine. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Um, so apparently Josine is the housekeeper uh, she's very old mm-hmm. she gets very confused <laughs> and she constantly mixes Barbara up with her dead grandmother also called Barbara mm-hmm. for um, you know maximum confusion sure uh, whose nanny Josine was many oh, yeah. years ago mm-hmm. uh, so apparently this house was the grandmother's house she's staying there for the summer and the whole situation <laughs> is so weird and convoluted and it never makes any coherent sense. No. Really can you doesn't. explain it, Karen, or can you try? God, I can try. So like her <laughs> <laughs> So her grandmother lived in this house. Yes. And she now lives in Switzerland. But her mm. parents got a call from some guy who said that he's her grandfather's cousin. Her, gra- her grandmother's cousin. Grandmother's they say cousin. both. Like at one point they say grandfather and then really later confused. say grandmother. I was, like, I, was like, oh. I was like, oh, I got it wrong. But no, they do. They, they don't keep yeah. their story straight at all. So how are we supposed to keep it straight? So then she read it and then went back and was like, yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> Consistency. Um, yeah, so he's this relative of one of her grandparents. <laughs> Hopefully not both. Uh, and she, yeah, she's been invited to stay for the summer in this house that her grandmother lived in. Uh, because she doesn't know anything about this part of her family, she's like, yeah, okay, cool. So her parents are like, yeah, Grant, off you go. This random uh, man we've never heard of. Random man. Apparently he came over to meet them in Switzerland to yeah. set the whole thing up. We find off. that out much later. But yeah, at, the, at, at this point it's like, what is happening? Like, also, <laughs> her parents are in Greece. What sixteen-year-old yeah. chooses a random house mm. by themselves with an old man? Like, yeah, <laughs> over Greece. <laughs> and also, her parents are apparently like they're they archaeologists. They're, they're oh, doing some sort of they're professors. Professors, <laughs> whatever that is. They're professors of what? They're, yeah, they're doing research mm-hmm. on a Greek island um, where apparently there are no phones um, <laughs> or any means of contact. No, they are simply uncontactable for yes. this whole. So thing. just we just have to accept this. <laughs> it makes no sense, but we're just going with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they can't be contacted, and uh, yeah, they. She's just staying with this random man in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Because uh, the house has not been sold, even though her grandmother died forty years ago this year. Very odd, but yeah. So this guy, she calls him her uncle, and apparently he's really strict. So he's yeah. like really keeps uh, keeps her on a tight leash in this house. So she's very kind of she's very cagey about everything. Basically, she, she is, and also it's so deeply weird that you would not like ring somewhere to mm-hmm. contact your parents, unless they are literally living like in the sea on a boat <laughs> with no radio. That you wouldn't be like, this is really weird. This man is like essentially keeping me hostage. <laughs> I think that would ring a few bells with Nicholas Singh as he Honestly, was. you'd be on high alert for that kind of shit when Host- your sister was literally kidnapped and held hostage. Hostage with, and one of those titles that had an exclamation mark. <gasps> so you know it's a good one. Yeah. Exactly. If only this had had one, it might be uh, That's what it needed, an exclamation mark. Yeah, oh um, so yeah, they can't go into the house. But uh, Barbara's like, I can't offer you tea, but we can sit together in the garden. <laughs> such a giant weirdo. So strange. Um, and Nicholas is like, why don't we walk on the cliffs? But Barbara's scared of the cliffs because of Josie. <laughs> yeah, everyone's freaked out by the cliffs, so Barbara doesn't like going up there. So she's like, no, no, let's let's sit in the garden. Mm-hmm. So they do. Yes. <laughs> so they just sit there and apparently, oh yeah, apparently her uncle keeps, wants her to get used to the cliffs, so keeps making her <laughs> go for walks. <laughs> he wants her to get over her fear. <laughs> so he just 
pushes her out there. <laughs> Go walk your dog. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they stay, um, they just sit in the garden. Mm. Nicholas um, just bags on about himself. And uh, this pleases Liz because she's like, oh, he's his old self again. <laughs> That's just what you want, isn't it? It's Nicholas being his old self. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he bangs on about Sweet Valley. Hmm. Uh, he offers to show her Sweet Valley, and she's like, "Oh yes, uh, I would like that someday." But she again is being very vague hmm. and and cagey. And then a feeble voice calls from the house. <laughs> and this is Josie. Oh no, <laughs> she must go to her at once. So she wants, says she has to run off because Uncle John gets incredibly angry if she doesn't come as soon as she's called. Mm-hmm. Like. Wait, your parents. Say <laughs> none of this is normal. Um, so Nicholas is distraught, and then Barbara's like, "Oh, by the way, he's not really my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally above board, you guys." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, he's the executioner of my grand my grandmother's will. He takes care of the place, and he's terribly strict. What an ideal holiday." Um, so she, the uncle, opens the door. So they do see the uncle, mm. and he glares at them. Nicholas stunned. <laughs> and he wonders how he'll contact this mystery beauty. So on the drive home, Nick, uh, Liz and Nicholas tell Jessica mm. what happened and we have to basically read it all over again. Oh my God. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it's, it's everything that just happened. <laughs> There's a lot of that in this book, I yeah. feel. Yeah, a lot of like conversations about what we just saw. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we were there, guys. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Jessica says inexplicably that it sounds like more fun than the picnic. I don't know about mm. that. Um, where they just talked about the mayoral race. <laughs> Liz realises... But uh, Nicholas has fallen instantly in love. <laughs> it is the Sweet Valley way. Um, so she thinks he had a, she had a feeling he would want to keep some of the details of their visit to himself because he's so you know overcome with pure love. But no, he just bangs on about everything we've just seen again. Oh. And he laments not taking her number. And Jessica's like, you know where she lives. What it's just that's all the guy that Nicholas needs really is. He knows oh. where he lives. That's, <laughs> he doesn't need any more information than that. <laughs> he's climbing in that window. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Liz is happy to have sort of brought Nicholas back to life. Um, Jessica's like, oh, I've got to hand it to you. You found just the thing to help Nicholas get over his depression. So your sister's dead, but what you really needed to do was go to a random house and stalk a Victorian ghost Some girl. random <laughs> ghostly girl, that'll do. Yeah. But they wonder why Barbara's so scared. Mm. Because apparently... Liz got such a strong sense of Barbara as a person. (laughs) (laughs) And she thinks, oh, she didn't seem like the sort who'd scare easily. Yeah, Yeah. okay. (laughs) Okay, Liz. It's a journalistic instinct. Oh, that's true. That is. She's a feel for people. Like she thought Kincaid had cruel eyes. Well, there you go. <laughs> She's got a good read on people. Unless they're werewolves. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> also, she literally said she was inexplicably afraid of the cliffs. So that yeah. means she does scare easily because she literally <laughs> oh is terrified God, of so something true. outside of her house for no reason. And Liz is like, doesn't scare easily, though. Liz's <laughs> instincts aren't even accurate. Oh I mean, is, is anyone surprised? Amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, despite this great insight into... Uh, into uh, into Barbara's psyche, um, Jessica dismisses this and says, look, you know, I'm sure everything's grand, but mm. Liz is still concerned. <laughs> the next day, Nicholas has barely slept. This is all so unhealthy. Uh, hasn't eaten anything. Sets off first thing in the morning to, rem- I keep calling it Ramona, Renoma. Renoma County, yeah. Mm. It's basically Sonoma County, but with yeah. an or for reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, he knocks on the door. Uh, but who should answer the door? Oh, why? It's that creepy uncle guy. <gasps> His John. eyes, yes. <laughs> His eyes flash with anger. Oh no, he's got cruel eyes too. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Run>, Nicholas. <laughs> well, he tells Nicholas Barbara isn't here, and even if she was here, you wouldn't be allowed to see her. Um, so, you know, go and don't come back. Nicholas is stunned and furious. He's tempted to break into the house. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> it's just like none of his behaviour is is in any way either, you know. Mm. Uh, healthy nope. or in any way socially acceptable oh, no. and I don't know why everyone around him is enabling him it's <laughs> just shocking but he's instantly in love you don't oh, understand <laughs> um, so he's uh, he, he wanders off he's, all, he's almost in tears <laughs> again like the therapist has her work cut out for him oh, <laughs> or her uh, and then he drives slowly down the road uh, but while he's walking driving down the road he's got the roof down and what should he hear <gasps> But Rory the dog. It's a dog barking. (laughs) That he can somehow hear as he's driving, which I don't really believe. Yeah, I don't care how down that roof is. Mm. But he hears a melancholy song. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You came to me from out of nowhere. You took my heart and found it free. Because that's what normal teenage girls do. (laughs) I, for one, was never without my straw bonnet and my creepy songs. I will tell you that much. melancholy song <laughs> <laughs> and he finds a magical scene oh why it's like something from an impressionistic painting apparently okay uh, Rory the tiny dog is jumping around the place barking and Barbara looking resplendent uh, is sitting under a tree her straw bonnet is thrown to the side <laughs> <laughs> steady on I know the slut uh, and she has a novel open on her lap as she's singing her melancholy ghost song <laughs> That's how I read all my books. I mean, I mean yeah, normal <laughs> behaviour, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she tells Nicholas she promised her, John promised her parents he wouldn't let her date. This, what, what the fuck is up with her parents? Um, and she begs Nicholas to never knock on the door again. And Nicholas is tormented. She, he's like, why won't your uncle let you have friends? Why don't um, you have any friends, Nicholas? <laughs> So Barbara says, well, we can meet, but it must be a secret. Now, instead of saying, okay, fine, I'll see you here Mm. at half seven, Nicholas has a different approach to meeting, uh, which makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah, well, because they have to, you know, sneak around and stuff, he's going to come up to the house and fire pebbles at her window. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, you could just arrange a time, but Mm. no, he's going to walk across a lawn (laughs) in full view of the house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and that's how they're... And then you'll be like, I see you in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick a time. (laughs) Barbara in a whisper goes, if you come back. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean if? And she says, oh, when I saw you, it was like something out of a dream. I couldn't believe Rory found you. And then it's like, who's that girl? Was she your girlfriend? (laughs) No, it's just uh, my friend. So basically she says she's forgotten how to be normal because she's been stuck in this house for like a fortnight. Honestly, (laughs) yeah. I do love the obligatory mention of like how hot Liz is. Like, oh, oh, that girl is so pretty. Is she your girlfriend? She's so pretty. So uh, she looks at her watch and says she has to leave. But now she's like, oh, things won't be so bad now. I know you'll come back. Uh, but I can't give you my phone number. And Nicholas says he has to work tomorrow. I think, does he? What's, yeah, whatever he's doing. Um, but he'll be back at 7.30. And instead of saying, okay, well, I'll see you in the woods then, he's like, I'll throw pebbles at 7.30. <laughs> it's a great plan. <laughs> so uh, off he goes. 
and we're told he's uh, basically already obsessed. Oh yeah, like he is down bad. It's genuinely worried. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to Monday at the Sweet Valley News and the twins await new assignments from features editor Lawrence Robb. And uh, Jessica insanely suggests that she become their new beauty writer despite <laughs> being an actual child. <laughs> but uh, Rob is very nice and he gives them their new assignments and they're actually quite suited to their interests. I mean, more than a hard news story would be. Well, look, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Liz has been put on the mayoral race beat so she's delighted because they're going to do big features about Kincaid and about the other guy that no one cares about Um, he's not hot who cares Um, (laughs) and Jessica is being put on a story about yeah this mysterious painter from the 40s because the Sweet Valley Art Museum are going to do this big uh, show about this oh yeah this artist Paul Lazaro Mm. uh, who headed an artist's colony in Renoma County in the 40s Uh, apparently they don't know very much about him because he's dead now (laughs) it's how it's put it's like okay Uh, (laughs) so they want to run a big feature uh, to coincide with this exhibition so uh, Jessica has been put on mm. this to assist the guy that's actually writing the story. Yeah. That's what they did during my history of art degree, which is like, well, he's dead, so we don't know anything. About <laughs> there's, there's no way you could find anything we out never about know. dead people. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're both quite happy with these mm. assignments. But on the way home, Jessica's unimpressed when Liz stops off the Morrow Mansion because she's meant to be meeting Lila, but Liz wants to find out about Nicholas's visit mm. to Barbara. He's all chirpy. He's so chirpy he's wearing chinos. Imagine. <laughs> and he's just about to head out for his rendezvous with Barbara. And he makes the most ridiculous suggestion. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so he's kind of, like, he's blushing when he talks about her. He's like, oh, you know, we haven't had spent a whole lot of time together. They've been pretty short visits. But anyway, how would you two like to come out there with me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> We barely get to see each other. It's all very like dicey and like secretive. And he's like, "I'm just going to bring these twins. Is that cool?" <laughs> what? <You're>, they're my <laughs> emotional support twins. <laughs> <laughs> I need Liz to pat me on the shoulder I as I talk to you. It's, oh. it's what she does best. Yeah. Just want Jessica to keep you on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> to go Ugh, when you talk about your dead sister. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous that he goes from like she's the only girl I've ever loved to like oh right lads you're going to with me pile into the deep lads we're going to Renoma so uh, yeah they head off um, and Jessica is like they're both the girls are both a bit like are you sure, you sure? About this? and he's like it's not just it's not exactly a date it's just this meeting with this girl I'm totally obsessed with um, so the friends are like okay oh um, so uh, Jessica goes off to tell the parents they're going to be late and Liz asks Nicholas about Barbara and he you know says again he's already totally in love and instead of thinking this is a lot you know maybe he needs mm. to work on the therapy a bit more I this so. is like brilliant I'm cured I'm- yeah. <laughs> job done yeah. um so uh, they head out in the Jeep. Uh, Jessica says that Nicholas is being ridiculous. It just sounds like Barbara is used to California life. Uh, and they could just ring, if she was really worried, she could just ring her parents. Mm. Nicholas says that they have no phones in Greece. <laughs> they I simply mean, do not have phones or electricity in Greece. That's just <laughs> nope. the Can way you imagine if they were in Ireland? <laughs> We'd send a donkey. It'll be yes. Twice. <laughs> but when they arrive at Bayview House, mm. there's a mysterious car parked nearby. Ooh, yeah, it's a fancy Jaguar. Ooh, la la. Uh, so the three Egypts <laughs> approach the house. It's still daylight. And they are running over the lawn. Like, I, I don't, I cannot stress this enough. They're not like creeping through the shrubbery right out of the house. They're walking across a big bit of grass. <laughs> I guess no one looks out of the windows in this house. Sure. I don't know. 
Um, so Nicholas throws the stones. <laughs> and this keeps happening. Barbara, he throws stones. And Barbara puts her head out the yeah. window and is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she always looks terrified. Every time she looks down, she's like, oh, she's horror in her face. And it's like, yeah, I guess I would too if I saw Nicholas throwing stones at my window. But she's surprised every time, even every though time. he's always said he's going to do this. So uh, she says Uncle John has a visitor and he might see them. So they better run back into the woods. Yeah, he might see them because you're literally outside the woods. running around on the lawn. <laughs> yeah. So Barbara joins him in the woods and uh, they think she's like a gracious hostess. <laughs> I guess she's just so naturally fancy. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, the, Nicholas urges her to come away to Sweet Valley with them, but she says she can't leave Josine. Because mm. <laughs> mm. she's very old, <laughs> apparently. And uh, she can't be left on her own. Um, and she gets confused. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, well, maybe Josine shouldn't be you know, maybe we should look out for Josie yeah. in another way, not just leaving her with this weird, violent man. Um, but uh, no, they don't think of that. So uh, she says she'll meet Nicholas at eight tomorrow. And then Rory, the dog, starts growling. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess Rory's a better judge of character than anybody else in this book. But uh, yeah, they're kind of like, Rory, be quiet. Oh, no. But um, yeah, then again, uh, Barbara looks terrified because that's kind of her whole deal is looking terrified uh, and tells them to go. She's like, her eyes fill with tears and everything. She's like, go now and run. Um, so yeah, we guess, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, so the uncle has turned up, which is why Rory started freaking out yes um so yeah he, she kind of sends the twins and nicholas away under the cover of the woods uh, so she's gonna have to deal with the uncle now and they just sort of hide in a bush mm. and the uncle comes along and he like grabs <laughs> uh, grabs barbara and he kicks poor rory oh yeah <gasps> boo so you know he's bad uh, then he threatens barbara which of course sends nicholas into a rage which is fair enough but he's literally leaps up oh my god <laughs> and uh, somehow Uncle John does not see him no. and the twins hold him back Liz and Jess are literally dragging him back into the bush like to, <laughs> to not blow like cover big Todd energy from him like. so yes. true fists of fury That's so right um, so the next day at work Liz is worried about Nicholas sort of running risks um, and Jessica says she feels for Barbara locked up with quote that senile old lady uh, not very nice and Elizabeth is like who said she was senile that's the word they use and Liz is like or Jessica's like oh, I guess someone said it or maybe I just guessed she was <laughs> <laughs> poor Josine well I mean that's the last time we'll say that <laughs> um, so uh, yeah they all think it's very spooky Jessica's like I'm never going back there and then she um, asks Liz what she knows about the mysterious artist Paul Lazarow. Hmm. Yeah. So or Lazarov, L- as that name is oh. actually sometimes pronounced. But yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's partly quite a tale. Yeah. Well, Liz had never heard of him before either. Um, but yeah, I think what Jessica has like figured out so far is that he studied in Paris with lots of famous artists, came back to California hoping to start this like artists collective, um, and he had forty students at one point. Um, so Jessica's really taken with all this, and she's like, "It's so romantic, isn't it? Imagine being a wonderful, talented painter." <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look at Karen's beautiful pocket art there, everybody. She doesn't have to imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, oh yeah, so he yeah moved to California. And yeah, they're kind of amazed they'd never heard about this amazing like colony of artists. Yes. Um, but yeah, apparently he had died in 1949 and they don't even know what the paintings are like. So it's all very mysterious at the minute. Mm. Um, but yeah, so then she kind of asks how Liz is getting on with her whole Russ and Kincaid 
feet. Yes. Digging up stuff on him. So they can't find any provable mm. dirt on Kincaid. Yeah. Apparently he ran a business with his brother for years, uh, 35 years in real estate and this factory in Tijuana. Mm. And then six months ago, he announced he was going to run for mayor and uh, the partnership broke up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, she's not really getting anywhere. They can't find anything more than that. And they agree that it's a coincidence that the artist's colony won by the mysterious Lazaro was in Ramona, I wrote it down wrong again, which uh, place with which they are now obsessed. Yeah, they keep hearing about it all the time now, so it keeps coming up. But then they meet Seth and he's found Kincaid's high school yearbook and it's got some surprises. Oh yeah, and it's the Bridgewater star, so that's nice to see Bridgewater. I was happy about that. Bit of continuity. (laughs) We love to see it. Doesn't happen often. Um, But yeah, so they found this page about him and it says underneath uh, that he wants to be a painter under his picture. So they're like, a painter? (gasps) They're all amazed that he ever, you know, was artistic or had any interest in painting. And Liz is genuinely gobsmacked by this. She's like, who would ever have guessed it? (laughs) Like, it's this amazing revelation. But yeah, they're all very taken aback by this news that apparently Kincaid was an art student at one point. Um, but yeah, so he's he's really handsome, of course, in his youth and, mm. and now still in his early 60s, apparently, according to Jessica. <laughs> um, so this is all stuff they've dug up from like the archives in the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, and he actually is described sort of after an, in a news clipping of being an art student. So yeah. they know he from Bridgewater, he went on to yes. see the art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somehow this seems to be the only time Liz has ever seen a photo of him because she says now there's something familiar about his face. Like she's seen him <laughs> recently. Where could that have been? Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> that night, Nicholas arrives late in Ranoma. Got it right. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> and he finds Barbara looking beautiful in the woods. But of course. <laughs> and I got, I mean, just. I want, I want to assure listeners that I would not victim blame somebody who was being sort of held semi-hostage in real life. However. However. <laughs> with all that said. Barbara is a sap and a half. Yes. <laughs> when they find her, she's been crying. Her face is completely wet with tears. Her shoulders are trembling. Barbara, what is it? She cries, Nicholas. I was afraid you weren't coming. <laughs> The expression in her eyes is one of pure anguish. <laughs> it's so dramatic. Like, he's just like, my poor, poor Barbara. <laughs> Nicholas moaned like, lads, fucking steady oh, I do on. have a lot of respect for, like, how melodramatic every single one of her entrances are because they get <laughs> progressively true. more dramatic as it goes on. Like, first it's, like, walking and singing. Then mm. it's lurking in the woods and singing. Then it's crying. So I'm surprised true. she wasn't singing while crying. Oh, oh my God. Just get the <laughs> so yeah, after a dramatic entrance at their reunion, uh, they have a, 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 a passionate embrace <laughs> as Nicholas moans and groans. I'm glad everyone else hates it as much as we do. <laughs> this is actually very validating. Well, yeah, it's yeah. nice. Um, so Barbara said she was worried that her uncle, her uncle had like captured Nicholas. <laughs> and uh, Nicholas, of course, because these drama queens go from zero to 100 in mm-hmm. seconds like oh Barbara I'm so happy to see you promise me you won't think I'm stupid for saying this but I think I'm falling in love with you <laughs> I feel the same way she whispered oh, they just deserve each other they really do <laughs> honestly uh, but then uh, she's like so what you know he says what else is bothering you and she reveals she's having a mysterious dream oh god there 
mad for the dreams in this one, aren't they? They are. Yeah. So she has this nightmare about uh, being surrounded by mist and out on the cliffs. Uh, and there's a cake, apparently. <laughs> Is it a floating cake? We don't know. Yeah, there's no mention of where the cake is. Where is the cake? <laughs> She's on the cliffs and there's a cake. That's all we know. Is it about uh, the ground? Is it I've decided it's floating. I like it. <laughs> Just like ominously towards yeah. her. Um, there's a cake with candles. So, so she's, uh, yeah, there's mist everywhere. There's a man and suddenly she feels like she's in danger and might fall off the cliff. And then she like wakes up as she's falling off the cliff and she's really upset by this whole thing. So Nicholas is suitably dramatic in all this and is like, it was only a dream and like strokes her hair and all the rest. So, yeah. <laughs> So they know it's birthday related to what with the cake and uh, <laughs> you know you see a floating ghost cake birthday no. and her birthday is approaching and Josie told her her grandmother has the same birthday uh, as Barbara uh-huh. and Josine is all scared of this and when Jos- um when she mentioned the birthday to the uncle apparently he went sort of had a fish and said not literal fish uh, said she can't leave the house he hates Barbara and then Barbara's like I wonder if it's because I'm so like my granny you also had a tiny dog bizarre oh my god yeah and <laughs> but also yeah she thinks she's like, she's like oh I'm just being so sensitive because I'm cooped up here with just the two of them for company and Josine apparently has been talking more and more about the grandmother as if she's obsessed with her <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, apparently the grandmother died in a mysterious accident on the cliffs. <laughs> Which is why she's so spooked by the cliffs, both Josine and now Barbara. And, you know, as we said, Granny was also called Barbara, adding to confusion. Oh, God. So, yeah, apparently the uncle, um, as mentioned before, has been making her go up on the cliffs to get over her fears. <laughs> and Nicholas is like, let me whisk you away. God, Barbara, he's a sadist. Um, and she's insanely says after saying he gets really really angry and he's mm. making me walk up on a cliff she's like oh you know I, I don't think I'm in any real danger Uncle John has made that clear to me how I mean by <laughs> uh, making go up on this slippy cliff walk said the people who are in danger are you and the twins <laughs> what, 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 what what's the logic I, I mean is there any no no <laughs> um, so yeah they, Nicholas is like okay look you've got to call the police and uh, ridiculously, Bob was like, oh, I couldn't do that. No, no, no. I mean, it's the rule of Sweet Valley. You never call the police and you never tell your parents. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, just keep creeping around in the, yeah. you know, shady goings on. And Firing pebbles around the place. Yeah. Fine. In fairness, at this point, could we blame them for not having a lot of faith in the Sweet Valley police? <laughs> true. That is true. So maybe it's that, but that might be giving them too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara doesn't know what the police are like around here. Oh, that's oh, true. That's true. So for all she knows, they're Also, they're in Renoma County too. We don't know what the Renoma oh, cops are like. Oh, yeah. They're in a whole other place. They yeah. might be vaguely professional. You never know. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> and they will at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, she they lament about how much you know they're they're suffering. It's all like oh, I'm so sorry. You're worried about me, and I'm so sorry. You're worried about me. Oh god, they're, they're so boring. So <laughs> boring. Bear in mind all their relate all their conversations with this true love relationship. Mm-hmm. This is this is what, it. This, this is, is it. it. All of their interactions are this basically. Yeah. So Does Nicholas know anything about her? Because the first time he met her, he monologued about himself the entire time. And then Very since true. then, he's been talking yeah. about her uncle. Mm. So does he actually know, like, does he know her surname? No. Oh, my God, he doesn't. I don't think we ever find out her don't, surname. We learn her granny surname. <laughs> They're basically the same person. That's fine. That's oh, that's true. Well, yeah. we learned that. Uh, oh, no, I nearly spoiled Because <laughs> uh, no one can see where this is going. So, I mean, come on. Oh, Jesus. 
the plot twist will amaze you. <laughs> Actually, in fairness, they might amaze you because they're so shit that you think, I can't believe they'll do something Surely like this. Surely it can't just be there. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're thinking, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they agree to meet tomorrow. But on the way back, watching Nicholas C. parked in the Wonderworld. It's that friggin' Jaguar again. <gasps> Um, and uh, it drives away mm. so it's like it sees him like yeah. somebody's in there and then drives off he feels so. like he's being watched mm. yeah next night he returns we learn that Barbara and her frankly uh, irresponsible <laughs> is the least I can say about them her parents mm-hmm. they just don't fuck all about this man they've sent her to stay with <laughs> yeah basically like Barbara's like he's such a peculiar man like that's one word for it I suppose that <laughs> he flies into rages for no reason um, yeah like he came to see the parents like once yeah he just wrote to them yeah he said he wrote to my parents for months about the visit and nobody had any none of us had any question about it then <laughs> <laughs> Josine wrote to the parents as well. Mm. Um, who's but Josine's on a, she's been riding that gravy train for forty years. She's just living in that house. She still has that house. Like that house still belongs to the family. The family, like yeah, but she's just there on her own, chilling, <laughs> yeah. having a great time. The only surviving relatives are Barbara's mother and mm. Barbara, but uh, yeah, no interest in claiming that. And <laughs> um, so yeah, they're um, they 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 know all she knows from from Josine. Her mother's never even said this. This is also odd. That her grandfather was an artist. Who could it Ooh. be? <laughs> and some of his paintings are in the cellar. Oh. <laughs> Not a very good place to No. Uh, apparently, Barbara's mother was taken into, as a baby, to Europe <laughs> when her parents died. And, uh, yeah, that's, um, she's never been back. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that explains why when my grandmother died and my mother was just a little baby, she was taken to Europe by the painter, Dupre. What? <laughs> does does it? <laughs> Pretty sure it doesn't. I love how later they clarified that this person was actually a good friend because it sounds like a random painter random just painter. took the baby. <laughs> well, obviously that explains the random painter coming along and just taking this baby away. Because they don't tell until later, much later. Much later. Way later. It's like, was actually a family friend good to know <laughs> could he use that information now <laughs> it says Uncle John told my parents and me he was my grandfather's there you go cousin <laughs> all I know for sure is that he threatens Josine often she breaks down and cries and thinks I'm my grandmother and they were like Nicholas was growing increasingly distraught about Barbara's safety it was like you think <laughs> she'd be reporting her parents as well because oh they could just like he just said it, he was this guy so we let our daughter go just, off to the other side of the world with him yeah So if the security guard never saw Aoife leave the building, how could Mark have committed the crime? And then there's a letter from the confession box. Anyway, sorry for the rambling voice note. But to answer your question, no. If this sounds like you, then Headstuff Podcasts competition Join the Cast is offering you the chance to record your own podcast series worth €50,000. Simply pitch your idea at jointhecast.ie. T's and C's apply. So uh, Nicholas is worried, <laughs> and uh, uh, we are quite uh, quite quite exasperated with him and <laughs> both of them. Very understandably. The next day, he Nicholas meets the twins, mm. and they rightly say, "Just call the cops." Yeah, please. They say it repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, oh no, Barbara says we can't. Uh, but apparently we were all in danger because we were up in the house. Oh yeah. The like, what, what the you? fuck? <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> For once, this isn't actually on them. <laughs> like Liz is just baffled. She's yeah. like, why are like we have to tell somebody yeah. who could actually do something? <laughs> and Nicholas is like, no, we must figure out our uncle's plan. <laughs> like, maybe the police can figure out the plan no. now. Um, so, uh, on the way out, they find a note on Nicholas's Jeep. Oh my God, yeah, because at first he thinks it was a ticket. Uh, but it turns out it's a crude message <gasps> printed in black block letters. <gasps> You'll stay away from Barbara if you know what's good for you. <laughs> this is your first and last warning. <gasps> Which is a lie. It is. Immediately going to threaten someone like... follow through. He has at least three more warnings. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, this isn't really a spoiler. At one stage, he's like, you've heard of three strikes and you're out. Well, you've had three strikes and the next time you're out, just like, that's it. <laughs> just explained it. Like, it's three strikes and there's an extra, just, I don't know, man. I don't so understand baseball. <laughs> so later, uh, Nicholas and, uh, and Barbara have another rendezvous. Uh, apparently... <laughs> Again, I don't think distressed old ladies are amusing in real life. If this was another sort of book, I would find this upsetting. However, it is hilarious. Josine is more of a wreck than ever. She started screaming when Barbara went near the cliff. And just keeps crying. Nicholas is like, oh man, I'm kidnapping you. (laughs) It's just what you want to hear. Um, so he's like I'm taking you for to dinner uh, and, she, and she's like well how are you going to do that and he says well you can pretend you're sick or something yeah. is that it just lock the door basically she, yeah he's like tell Josine you're sick as if Josine's going to do anything by the sounds of her <laughs> she's an absolute wreck of a woman so he's like tell them you're sick and just like lock your bedroom door and then sneak out with me and I'll whisk you away somewhere um, there is a great point where he's like um, can you lock the door and she's like there is a key one of those old fashioned ones that fits in a keyhole like, <laughs> yes Barbara that's how keys work <laughs> great job <laughs> I love it maybe it's really funny everybody has like hotel key cards <laughs> or something it's like I've got an old fashioned key <laughs> <laughs> So they make this mastermind scheme and uh, later on they head out to Denny, which is a local town. Oh yeah. And then they stop at a petrol station and again, I don't know if they're actually trying to make us think that there is a ghost going on because it's, this is so ridiculous. They start at, stop at a petrol station and an old man is going to, he's snowy haired. Attendant. He take, he's about to take the car keys from Nicholas when he catches sight of Barbara and instantly froze. Barbara! <laughs> and he whispered. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Barbara's like, yes. <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> and the old man looks terrified and he's like, oh, I guess I had you confused with someone else and like scurries away. So Nicholas is like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but Barbara's like, oh, I told you how much I looked like my dead grandmother. He must have been thinking of her. He thinks he's seen a ghost. <laughs> See, if they had gone further, they could have made us wonder, oh my mm. God, is she actually a ghost? Yeah. But it's kind of clear she's not. From everything else. She's like a weird spooky girl. Yeah. She's literally she sitting the in the Jeep in a petrol station. It's <laughs> <laughs> not very spooky. So she's like, oh, that poor old man. <laughs> so Barbara's like, let's, oh, Nicholas is like, let's forget about the past. Um, so they head off to the to the restaurant, mm-hmm. but what should be in the car park? It's a fucking Jaguar again. Oh my god. 
So um, Nicholas doesn't want to f- frighten Barbara, for she is like a startled fawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, they, he decides he's going to keep it from her. So they go mm. in, um, and he, like he doesn't mention the jeep. Uh, they find their table, but who should be looking at them? But a mysterious, dark-haired man in his late 50s or early 60s. <laughs> I love that they threw that in just to like cover the bases. Oh, he's in his 50s. Well, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> but yeah, this man, when he sees Barbara, like nearly jumps out of his seat, apparently, and stares at them for the entire time that he's there. He's eating alone, uh, but like he's just really odd and Nicholas can see this guy I think Barbara's back is to him so yeah, she, she can't see any of this and isn't aware of any Nicholas of this Nicholas makes sure her back yeah. is to him so he can't see this yeah. mystery but the whole, the whole time this guy is there he's just like staring at the back of Barbara's head which you do wonder You like when that happens you do eventually kind of go yeah, <laughs> you know, some, something will kind of be kicking off yeah. anyway not with Barbara no no <laughs> she's not like other girls oh it's true <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, they they they're sort of cosy and Barbara, you know, they're having a great time. And Nicholas does ask Barbara about the mysterious visitor who um, who keeps turning up at the house. Mm. And she says, oh, she never met him. Uncle John always tells her to leave when he's around. And uh, then she frowns like, I've always wondered about him. Uncle John always acts differently towards me after he's seen him. And then she tilts her head to one side with a pretty smile. <laughs> But you're breaking the rules. I thought we weren't going to talk about any of that tonight. So we just got two pages talking about pasta courses. Basically, yeah. yeah. Although I do enjoy there's a bit where they explain how like Barbara grew up in Europe, but grew up speaking English as well as French, which is why she hardly had an accent. It's like, of course she has a fucking accent. We all she have has no accent. <laughs> Also, we're in Europe. Yeah, well, they do. She's from Switzerland, isn't she? Yeah, or but they sort of, of they, they keep it vague about yeah, her sort of upbringing. Yeah. Like, is her dad Swiss? Who knows? Like, <laughs> anyway, she thinks. Anyway, Nicholas wants to whisk her away mm. for her birthday. It's like I want to take you to the ballet, <laughs> shower you with jewels. Um, but she says she can't. It's no big deal. And anyway, she um, like. She doesn't really want to I think about her birthday because we're weird cake dreams. <laughs> She's being haunted by a cake. Yeah. But again, Nicholas is like, it's all about him. Oh, yeah. You know, he's like, this is what I want to do for mm. your birthday. Yeah, I'm going to find a way to res- rescue you. Like, I'm going to make this happen. It's going to be great. But like, she doesn't even with the whole evening, he's mm. just like, oh, I don't want to spoil it. So I'm just not going to tell this person who's told me she's in danger some really key information. <laughs> I want to have this date that oh I dragged God. her on when she told me she didn't want to that go. so true. It's like, you know that visitor that you never see? Like, I think that might actually be him. Like, no, 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 no. just don't tell her anything. And now there's a man staring at you. <laughs> and he was eating by himself, which means... In Sweet Valley, that oh, is like he doesn't have a change. Like, no one does anything alone. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> and also, like he, his car is outside, and it's the one that's constantly parked out of your, mm-hmm. outside your house. She's like, not very observant, is she? Mm-hmm. she really isn't. Yeah. But she doesn't leave the house. How does she know about the jaguar? Oh my god, oh, just the, oh, it's always kind of hidden in bushes. Yeah, it's usually down the road. But she is wandering around the woods a lot, singing her melancholy songs. So <laughs> there's no logic to why. What are we doing? <laughs> so it's, yeah, fool's errand. <laughs> So uh, on the way back, Nicholas is all like, oh, why must I take you back to that madhouse? And um, she says, it's for Rory and Josie. (laughs) So Nicholas is determined to rescue Barbara. Mm. But then when she drops her off, or he drops her off, Mm. uh, what should he see at the side of the road? Well, it's the fucking Jaguar again, of course. (laughs) It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So next morning, Jessica comes comes down. She's had a fucking dream as well. Like, they're... uh, 
what is wrong with them? There's something in the water in Sweet Valley at the moment. Definitely. They're all being slowly poisoned. Nicholas uh, just walks into their back garden because um, again does respect the property boundaries no, either. no just, just, hi I'm here oh god why <laughs> <laughs> but he freezes when he sees the newspaper <gasps> yeah he sees the cover uh, of the Sweet Valley News and he's like who is that guy oh my god he's completely amazed to see a picture of Russell Kincaid <laughs> <laughs> for it is the mystery man um and uh, yeah, we basically get a full recap of everything oh we have just. <laughs> Did you know he was in the restaurant? <laughs> well, he was. And he was Barbara Jetson. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> if only you were as you know communicative with Barbara as you are with the <laughs> So yeah, he vows that uh, he's he he knows that. Um, he has to do something to help Barbara because if he doesn't, she may be caught in the middle of a horrible situation she can't escape from. <laughs> oh, no, like now? Yes. <laughs> it's also, it's quite a convoluted way of expressing, you mm. know, your your determination. It's like a situation from which she cannot oh, escape. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, um, they... They head off to, uh, even though Barbara told him never to come in daylight, yes. Nicholas... Cannot help it. No. Uh, he has a family As thing. ever. Yeah, yep. well, exactly. So he has a family thing that night. Oh, so yeah. he's like, well, I've got to go around and tell her. I you won't can't be ring later. her. She'll just cry herself into an absolute fit of hysteria yes. if he doesn't turn up. <laughs> and when he turns up, he's like, well, the house is deserted. So nobody can see me from the lawn. It's like, they have windows. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a concrete bunker. He's just running across with his eyes covered. They can't see me. <laughs> like a baby. Yeah. He has no object permanence. I kind of imagine them as like, that Ben Parks and Rack doing don't be suspicious yes. like that's <laughs> going across the law <laughs> um, and, and he's like the house looks so nice it couldn't be evil I was like oh my god they just on so uh, Barbara again is horrified to sit as if, it's like Fair. they bang on about how in love they are and yet she is fully horrified every time she every sees this man outside the window time. Um so they meet in the woods, wear jeans. Ooh, that's a change. Interesting. Hmm. So um, uh, she's been crying again. She reveals Rory is missing. Oh no! Oh. Her tiny little Yorkshire terrier. Yeah, he's gone. Mm. Um, and she fears her uncle has harmed him and is like, you might be next, so stay away. She's clearly just trying to get rid of him because she knows who <laughs> he is. And Nicholas says, "This is like a parody." Uh, she says, what if I to- said I didn't want you to come anymore? Forget it, Nicholas said. <laughs> the tenderness in his voice making the phrase sound almost gentle. Mm. He also says, I'll do anything you'll let me do to help you, but you can't stop me coming to see you. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot set a clear boundary. No. I will not respect it. Absolutely not. My name is Nicholas Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> so they kiss. Um, and apparently uh, Josine keeps babbling on about somebody called Jack mm. yeah that's it because yeah she kind of says that uh, John's out this afternoon but Josine's here if she saw you and told him and she gets all upset again and he's like but I thought she was on your side but then she's like Josine is so old I don't think she's really aware of what's going on all the time <laughs> 
So she's yeah talking about how she's in, like keeps confusing her with her grandmother and talking about some guy called Jack and tried to give her cufflinks and was like they're Jacks I saved them for you and then when she tries to ask her about who the fuck Jack is she just starts crying and is no help whatsoever. <laughs> and my favorite bit is uh, when she says my birthday is really upsetting uh, her she keeps following me around with a haunted look on her face <laughs> crying. <laughs> Can you I wrapped up in on the plane, oh. cried laughing, <laughs> and I like, scared the person sitting beside me because I was laughing so hard at just this image of this oh woman following her around <laughs> with a haunt. Oh Barbara, God. call your parents, <laughs> please. Oh my God! Like Josie needs help as much as you. <laughs> the love of God. <laughs> Um, so uh, yeah Nicholas is tortured and is like come away with me Barbara but she won't uh, for Josine's sake um, so they search for Warwick mm. and then Nicholas spots a sort of structure in the grounds which Barbara revealed was her great grandfather's studio but when she asked for the key Josine just started crying <laughs> and Josine is so dehydrated at this stage she's just delirious from dehydration I think <laughs> She's such a useless bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, she's just the worst. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) She's worse than useless. So we they go to the cliffs, but what do they find? Oh no, they do find uh, Rory's little collar on the cliffs. I know. I love this panto energy. Everybody's most concerned with Rory. Oh yeah, fuck the rest of them. The dog yeah. didn't do anything to anybody. Yeah. I literally wrote down the only part of the story I'm invested in is yeah. the dog. Rory. <laughs> Absolutely. So Barbara's like, it's a warning from Uncle John. Oh. And Nicholas is filled with rage and we're told that for the first time he knew what fear was like. I mean, you think the time your sister was held hostage. <laughs> You would think. A bit of fear? No. So again, Barbara's like, stay away for your own sake. He's like, no. Absolutely not. So he's like, oh, I'll take the twins when I next come back. And Barbara's like, oh, that'll put them in danger too. But then they find the Jeep and it's not well. <gasps> yeah, somebody has slashed the tyres of his Jeep and smashed the windshield. <gasps> right? fairness, if you wanted Nicholas to get away, I wouldn't destroy his mode of transportation. <laughs> Such a good point. It's like, get out of here. And now you can't. <laughs> I guess you're living the Woodland Glade now. <laughs> so, a few days later, the twins arrive at the Sweet Valley Art Museum for the Lazaro show. And Jessica hasn't been able to find out anything apart from the sort of the basics mm. that her uh, colleague ta- told her. Turns out she didn't check the archive in the newspaper, so I don't know. Like, she kind of done the basics. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so they wander around the show, and then Nicholas joins them, and he tells all, again, so we get a full recap. Oh, yeah. Um, he's returning tomorrow to Bayview, and he wants the twins to come too, and Liz is like, oh, that's a good idea. Here, look at some paintings. <laughs> but then, what should Nicholas see a painting of? Oh, it's the artist studio uh, that was out the back of the fucking Bayview house. <laughs> and then they find another portrait called The Artist's Daughter from 1948. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what did it look like, Karen? Why, it looks exactly like Barbara. <laughs> and she even has a dog. <laughs> what is hilarious is that everybody, instead of thinking, well, obviously this is her grandmother, hmm. 
are like shaking with fear. <laughs> oh, like everyone turns pale. Like they all take turns like going absolutely ghostly white yeah. and they're just like, but how? <laughs> it doesn't make sense, says Jessica fearfully. Elizabeth's voice is shaking and Nicholas is all like, it's Barbara, but how? <laughs> and Liz is like, uh, look, I know she looks like Barbara and Nicholas says, she is Barbara, but it was 40 years ago. And then Elizabeth points out, didn't you say Barbara looks really like her grandmother? Like, Tracy keeps mixing like, them up. This has been an established thing at this point. But they're all just like, she's a ghost. <laughs> and then she realises the dates are right. Like, this is from 1948. Mm-hmm. It's 40 years ago. And uh, Nicholas is speechless. And uh, then says, we have to find everything we can about Paul Lazaro's daughter because something happened to Barbara's grandmother and it's, you know, the mm. source of all this fear <laughs> in uh, Bayview House. And he thinks someone murdered her. Pulls that out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah just he's no proof of anything. He's like, I think someone murdered her. Something's <laughs> going to happen to Barbara too. <laughs> like, based on what? <laughs> the ghost cake? Come on. <laughs> he's based on the ghost Pretty cake. Pretty much. <laughs> with the evidence. So uh, they return to the office with Nicholas. Jessica's still freaked out by the whole Barbara and her grandmother being identical, which you would think given the oh, mental doppelgangers of all they've people. had this. Yeah. <laughs> but in this town, like even at this stage, how many Trisha Martin lookalikes have we so had? Like, yeah. At least a grandmother, there's a you know, genetic yeah, reason. That makes more works. sense than some random French girl looking exactly like Trisha Martin. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, they, they find a report on original Barbara's death, which somehow <laughs> freaks Jessica so much she starts moaning with fear. <laughs> the page is trembling. So apparently Barbara, original Barbara died on her birthday mm. in 1948, which was the same date as modern day Barbara's birthday. birthday. And Jessica starts moaning and the tri- clipping is trembling in their hands. <laughs> I can't stand it. Jessica moaned. She's got the same name as her grandmother. Oh, that never happens. And, <laughs> and the same birthday. You guys, this is weird. I think Barbara is a ghost. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Would have been so much better if she had been. Oh, Goodness. So, oh. See, people did say to us, that like they had remem- memories hmm. of this book as being Nicholas Morrow and a ghost yeah, yeah. So sold we, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is the closest we get to any ghostliness hmm. and um, Nicholas starts white when Jessica says this like oh my god it's true she's a ghost <laughs> Liz- most logical explanation <laughs> he's kissed her <laughs> ghost kiss <laughs> oh my god <laughs> They made pottery together. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was saying at the woods. <laughs> so uh, Liz is actually like the only voice of reason. It's like, don't be ridiculous. She's not a fucking ghost. <laughs> so we've got to find something more in these uh, in these archives. Mm. Um, so they, uh, yeah, they keep um, they keep going, and they. Uh, they, they, they find a report about Paul Lazaro founding an art colony for students and that's why he bought the house. Mm-hmm. And of course, Kincaid was one of the students. Oh my God. <laughs> so they realise he must have known original Barbara. Yes. But why is he still hanging about the house? Now? Indeed. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> and none of them will really be answered in a satisfactory Not really. No. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get ready for that. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. So we cut to the following night. 
And what my notes call the Egypt Squad are in the books. <laughs> so accurate. <laughs> and Jessica's the only one who's like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> Jessica, the queen of bad ideas, is like, are we sure about this? <laughs> Jessica is the most sensible in this book. Bizarre. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, apart from that moment just now. Well, <laughs> but for the rest of it, she's like, "Why are we going to this house? Why do we? Why don't we just call the cops? Why do we call their parents?" Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, never thinks of telling her parents. Oh God, oh, no. <laughs> Ned and Alice—they're not even there. It's they get a nasty surprise at the end of this book. So the plan is to do the whole bevel thing again, and then run back to the woods if they see the uncle. Like he, he just won't be able to follow them. I guess. And Liz is all, you know, we could go and get the police. And they're just like, why would you say such things? <laughs> so they get, they get to the house and there's no answer to the pebbles. <laughs> she left him on red. <laughs> well, as a result of this, they just literally wailing like, I've got to see her. Nicholas cried brokenly. Oh <laughs> and we have to drag him away. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they creep back through the woods and they spy. Well, let's just say she's dressed as a Victorian ghost. Again, yeah. <laughs> Can you describe this scene, Karen? Oh, God. Yeah, um, so they, again, hide behind some bushes because that's what you do. Um, so it's Barbara and the old housekeeper, Josine. So Barbara, once again, is crying. Uh, tears glistening on her face uh, and she's talking to Josine and she's like, I don't think I can bear it anymore. Josine, you must know why he treats me so meanly. And uh, the snowy-haired housekeeper just looks at her and she's like, poor Barbara, didn't I warn you he hated Jack? I thought I told you, but you were so stubborn. And Barbara's like, it's me, this Barbara, not the other Barbara. God damn it, Josine. I do love how she just keeps going, it's me, Barbara. I was like, that doesn't <laughs> <It> really doesn't. <laughs> she also falls down on her knees and is like clasping Josie around the waist. <laughs> As if she could shake sense into her mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Barbara. <laughs> God, I'm actually crying with laughter. I do have allergies, so my eyes and their nose are worse. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, because she, she makes apparently, me. yeah, she knows that Uncle John is like deliberately confusing Josine by making her dress like her grandmother, which is why she's always dressed like a fucking ghost. <laughs> but also, she's dressed like a Victorian ghost. Like, some know. of that seems voluntary. It's entirely <laughs> voluntary. Yeah. Unless original Barbara, instead of like, I don't know, wearing saddle shoes and like yeah. coming out to jitterbug to Glenn Miller in the 40s was dressed like a Victorian ghost because the thing like her grandmother was like in the 40s so she was like late 40s 40s gal and no it's hella Victorian silky filmy filmy everything is filmy a lot of filmy robes I don't think the person who wrote this book knows what 40s clothes like it's just like old days yeah pretty much days of yore I'd like to see like see her like a Joan Crawford you know shoulder pads sadly no it's Victorian ghosts yeah, all the way down pretty much um, so yeah they're they're just wailing at each other <laughs> and um, Je- Barbara is crying and is like I don't understand why he treats me like this and um, you know we get the whole yeah he thinks you know it's Jack he hates Jack um, and Josie babbles on about hiding Jack's baby <gasps> <gasps> Yeah, apparently she warned Barbara 
original Barbara uh, to, <laughs> to leave the country. She's like, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you that hate can be as powerful as love sometimes? So they're all watching this unfold in front of them and they're like, what the fuck is going on here with Barbara and Josie? And it's like, everything about the scene was so mysterious. Barbara's filmy dress from another period. The moonlight, the urgency in her face and Josine's vague insistence on talking about an era long past. <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> Bear in mind, this book came out 40 years ago. Oh God! Oh, no, no. Why would you no, do that? Sorry, sorry, it's 35. Oh, yeah, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, we are told that uh, uh, then that the old woman's mood seems to change and she starts hissing. She's like, oh, listen, you. You want to know what happened to your grandmother, don't you? You with all your questions. Well, I'll tell you, child. She didn't follow those cliffs. She was pushed. You understand? Boy, <laughs> Where did this go from, Josie? What is she doing? She's got a chichi. But I'm glad it happened. (laughs) So we all got to see that. (laughs) Well, I mean, Josie, we will share our full thoughts about Josie at the end. But like, there's, I don't know what we're meant to assume is her motivation Mm. for this for this scene. Um, So uh, yeah, he's like, get your little friends too. Says he doesn't care if they're innocent. He got rid of Worry, didn't he? Well, he can harm your friends too. Oh no. So Jessica and Liz are hiding in the bushes, like literally shaking. And Nicholas is like, don't go yet. <laughs> he puts his hand on Liz's arm to stop her from going. The, the twins are like, no, fuck this. We're out of here. Like, absolutely not. We've had enough murder to be dealing with in this internship. But he's like, no, no, wait. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, um, they, they go back to the Jeep. Because um, he's like, oh, I suppose you don't have to stay in case the murderer comes back. Um, and uh, when Josie leaves, as soon as she turns her back, he's like coming out of the woods, and she's like, "What's that?" He's like, nothing. <laughs> um, so yet again, she tells Nicholas to fuck off. <laughs> like. I, I don't understand how their love could be mm. so strong if literally, I mean literally, you've just heard all their mm. their meetings. He tells her to go, she tells him to go to away go. so she sees And him. he's like, no. <laughs> and then she cries. Yeah, that's it. What a healthy relationship it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he bounds out and, uh, and is told to go away <laughs> because she says she loves him too much to let him stay. <gasps> And when she runs off, shivering in the moonlight, <laughs> he thinks she might as well be a ghost. <laughs> it seemed there was no way he could protect her or rescue her from whatever or whoever was threatening her. You have done literally nothing. <laughs> all he's house. done is fire pebbles around the gap. He's done fuck all. It's oh, I'm getting her to leave. I'm bringing her to a place where creepy people stare at her. Yes. So that was helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Great job. They went for dinner. That fixes everything. (laughs) Well, the next day, Liz finally decides to do some research on Kincaid because turns out she's been so distracted with this whole Victorian (laughs) ghost. She's done any work. She's done nothing. So she can't find anything useful. So she's like, oh, well, now I'm in the the morgue where they keep all the old clippings and Mm. stuff. Um, She might as well look into Paul Lazaro. And she finds another clipping about uh, the Lazaro family at the back of the drawer. 
Yeah, it's kind of hidden or like it sort of falls away. Something. Yeah, yeah, very conveniently fell out mm-hmm. of some original file. Um, but yeah, so it talks about how yeah he was such a big deal. Uh, his only child had tra- drowned tragically on her twenty first <gasps> birthday. After his daughter's death, there seemed to be no trace of him. So she's like trying to read through all this. She's like, okay, what's going on? She finds this bit of random paper uh, where Russell Kincaid is mentioned, and it's all in connection with Lazaro. So she reads this <gasps> bit, uh, and it turns out that Russell Kincaid was questioned. Uh, at the inquest of death by drowning of Barbara Lazaro. <gasps> mm, he denied any involvement in the girl's death. <laughs> and of course, I mean, maybe it was the Sweet Valley Police because they just left it at that. I love how it's all like Liz is most horrified by the fact that a candidate for mayor has <laughs> a murder and I'm like, that, that's your issue. Yeah. Like, oh, there's yeah. a normal person, but like a mayor. Like, she has high not. standards for public service. She really does. <laughs> I also love that Liz is like, but what, what happened to um, Barbara's husband a baby her husband it's like I bless your innocence Liz that you assume she was married because there's never a single mention of a secret wedding no. but there is the greatest melodramatic trope a secret baby secret baby <laughs> gotta love a secret baby they're not really that secret because they all sort of know that she is the child mm. of um, yeah. I guess daughter of OG Barbara has never asked any questions about her dad <laughs> That, yeah, that does seem to be the case. Yes, mm-hmm. it yeah. really, oh, yeah. really does. Like big time. We'll find yeah. out more about mm-hmm. that later. So uh, Liz finally realises why uh, Kincaid looked familiar when she saw the photos of him because who could he look like? Well, he looks like this creepy Uncle John so much so that they could be brothers. <gasps> <laughs> and didn't Kincaid break up a business partnership with his brother? Oh my God. <laughs> All coming together. <laughs> So then the phone rings and uh, it's Jessica checking mm-hmm. up on Liz and Liz is uh, about to tell her what she's found. But then Ned and Alice do actually come home. Imagine. Yeah, I mean, we're all amazed. And Jessica has to, you know, says, oh, look, I'll ring you back in a sec. You can tell me that. I've got to go talk to them. Um, and then uh, the phone rings again. And Liz is like, oh, Jessica, you know, that was quick. And then a deep, muffled voice. Like, I don't know why it sounds so, so familiar. It sounds like a, a cookie monster werewolf. Oh, God. Okay. So when she answers the phone, there's, all she can hear is heavy breathing on the other end of the line. And she's like, Jess, cut it out. This isn't funny. <clears throat> I'll tell you what isn't funny. <laughs> A deep, muffled voice said. <laughs> what isn't funny is poking into other people's private business and hanging out where you're not wanted. Am I making myself clear? Clear as crystal, Cookie Monster Werewolf. He's back. Yay. I think he might be in the audience. <laughs> Amazing. Basically, like, where I'm not even gonna try. Um, so he basically says he's watching them. He knows yes. who the twins are. Uh, he knows what what they're up to, mm. and they're not gonna let he and he says we all the time. Oh, but yeah. you know, at least just one person as we find out. Uh, they're not gonna get, let the twins get in their way. 
And uh, this is when he does the three strikes thing. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) I've given you and your friend, Mr. Momaro, three other warnings. Uh, First, I left a message. Then there was the dog. Third, the Jeep. This is it. Remember the old saying, three three strikes and you're out? Well, you've had your three strikes and one more. (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) You remember the three strikes and you're out? Well, this is the four strikes and you're out rule. Because that works. So, uh, yeah, then Cookie Monster Werewolf hangs off the bush. Hopefully we'll see him when another crime is committed. You never know. <laughs> I'm sure this isn't the last time the twins will receive a mysterious... Threatening. Oh, they're always getting death threats. So yeah, this is exactly. Just one in a long line. Except in the book, in fact, uh, described or called... Death, death threat. threat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that did have Cookie Monster Werewolf. So, yeah. yeah. It, was, uh, it, it sort of swings around about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he hangs up and then the phone rings again and it's Jessica and Liz is like, I'm not home in 15 minutes, call the police, which is the most sensible thing anyone said. Oh my God. Yeah. So true. <laughs> the entire book. Well, she gets home anyway because we just cut to the next day then. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> they kind of just skip all that. Yeah, we like, just assume that like, journey yeah. went all Everything's right. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, the, the twins meet Nicholas near the office and Nicholas is like, oh, Bob is in danger and it's all my fault. Yes, it is. He, she literally kept saying, stay away. Go away. <laughs> um, so of course, how does he respond to this? Oh, um, wait, how does he? Well, he just decides he's going to go back. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But also something else because it's like, of course he's going to go back. (laughs) Um, And he wants the twins to be, uh, well, can you describe what their roles are supposedly going to be? Because this is so (laughs) ridiculous that you've dragged your friends into this entire situation and now Mm. you are, this is what you think is a sensible thing to ask somebody to do? Yeah, so... (laughs) He's he's going to kidnap Barbara, is the plan. Of course. So, so one of the twins are going to stay in the Jeep with the motor running and the lights off. And the other one, he coughs like not meeting their gazes, will distract Barbara's uncle <laughs> while I help her escape. Like, come on now, Nicholas. Like, <laughs> really? I'm really concerned about the fact that Nicholas is phrasing this as a kidnap, not a rescue. <laughs> <laughs> a really unfortunate oh phrasing. And I think that's something the therapist needs they to talk with him as well. So true. He's going to rescue her from there and then lock her into his house. Yeah. <laughs> that's he's the got, plan. He's got a little bunker prepared in <laughs> mansion. I mean, we do never find out if, if he's still going to his therapist. It's sort of implied mm. that he's cured by going to that picnic. So <laughs> <The> love <laughs> Barbara. Yeah. Bit worrying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they decide. Jessica does say this isn't a fair division of labor. <laughs> yeah. She's not wrong. <laughs> but they're like, oh, I suppose we can't, you know, not help Barbara. I mean, you could help her by calling the police. Honestly. Anyway, they decide they'll draw straws. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. seems fair. So, um, on, on the way back, Jessica, I think, does speak for all of us, where she basically says, um, I don't see why we just can't go to the police. (laughs) (laughs) Very reasonable. (laughs) It's like, this is ridiculous. Uh, And then when they go in, journalist Dan approaches and reveals he's also found links with Lazaro and Kincaid. They found another file about the artist's colony. Oh, yes. It's all coming together for everybody. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, apparently Kincaid had an artistic rivalry with somebody called Jack. (laughs) <laughs> Jack Pearsall mm. and then I found another interview with Pe- with Paul Lazaro and Barbara what were they interviewing Barbara like original Barbara <laughs> why were they interviewing her though uh, just before his death as it turns out or her death 
uh, both their deaths really because they, they were quite, quite close, close together. Yeah. yeah. And the journalist thinks it's an appropriate question mm-hmm. to ask a Venezuela's love life. It's so <laughs> weird. Oh my. Yeah. The article is like behind the scenes at Bayview House, and then it's just like badgering this daughter about like, oh yeah, there's these two artists who are you know in competition with each other, and then apparently he asks Barbara, oh gee Barbara, uh, you know the rumor is about the two young men competing for her affections, and apparently she ended the interview, and it's like, yeah, good for you, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> So um, Liz is like, I can't understand it. Why were they vying for her love when, when she had a she was married, wasn't she? It was like, oh my god, <laughs> she must have been married. She had a secret baby. Yes, <laughs> and also if she was married, then obviously she would never look at somebody else. That would never happen. Like, come on, every you've cheated on your boyfriend oh, like ten times. So many times. <laughs> you know this can happen. Mm. Um, so. Uh, yeah, they uh, again. They just think Barbara's a grave danger. There are so many sections that just end with "It looks like Barbara is in terrible trouble." And <laughs> um, so they arrive in the woods. They see the jag is there, of course. Mm-hmm. Nicholas is going to throw a few pebbles. <laughs> while the decoy goes up to the front door to the murderous uncle. Yeah. <laughs> The uncle talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. What they're going to do if he acts out. Uh, and uh, in fact, they're told uh, if he tells Jessica if anything happens, use your head and your leg muscles. Wow. <laughs> so helpful. So helpful. <laughs> so they draw the straws. Yeah. So it, is it? Yeah. Jessica has to be the one to go knock on the door, isn't it? No, yeah. Liz, oh, Liz is. Liz is, yeah. sorry. Liz is the decoy. Yes. <laughs> but Jessica's worried better. Of course. Jess is showing a lot of concern for Liz considering she's going to be spiking her drink in like a few yes. months. Oh time. God, like, so she's true. very like, I don't want you in any danger, Liz. <laughs> unless I'm like, yeah, causing like, it. Yeah, I get to put you in danger. <laughs> it's her right as a sister. That's not going to make you have a car crash. <laughs> yeah. um, so Nicholas and Liz creep through the woods. And of course the fog is bad because it's always foggy on this it's cliff. It's so foggy there. It's basically <laughs> London. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet Valley London. Yeah. So Liz loses Nicholas in the fog. That's how bad it is. And she sprains her ankle and he just leaves her for dead. Pretty much. He's out of there. Like. Doesn't even stop. No. And in fairness, Jessica shows humanity. Yeah, Jessica just can't sit in the Jeep, so she has to kind of go after Liz to see what happens. Uh, and she obviously finds Liz, like, thrown on the ground with a fucking sprained ankle. <laughs> and she's like, oh, God, now I have to go do the thing. <laughs> but yeah, she's also, yeah, I think Liz insists that she has to go do it. And yeah. she's like, no, I'm, I can't leave you here when you're hurt. But, uh, but Liz is like, we can't leave Nicholas up there alone. It's like, fuck Nicholas, lads, get out of there. <laughs> you owe him nothing. No. He can use his leg muscles. That's yeah. fucking right. <laughs> Where is Chinos? So uh yeah, she she's not hugely happy to be sitting on her own in this creepy misty woods. Um <laughs> but you know, she thinks okay, it won't last long. But who should appear? But Uncle John. Oh no. <laughs> or not Uncle John. That's oh. me. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're so disappointed he's not really your uncle I'm so disappointed for you his name is John if that helps that is true I love how she clearly doesn't know his surname oh yeah like, not a clue no yeah. idea about this man 
Um, but yeah, he advances on Liz, his face set in a horrible scowl. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, then Liz notices he's got a silver revolver in his hand. <gasps> <laughs> now, that gasp was justified. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so he drags her to her feet. And then whacks her over the head. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Because she's like, why are you doing this? And of course, he gives his little villain speech. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, because she knows like he's Russell Kincaid's brother. So she says as much to him. But he steps back and he's all startled. And he's like, how did you figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> So he then explains that Louse cheated me out of a million dollars when he broke up our partnership. Now, at least a million dollars is something rather than the couple of hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. The meal quick legacy. Nonsense. Oh my God. All that for like fucking 50 grand or something. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. This is a proper fortune. Yeah, in fairness. But yeah, so, so he's, yeah, he wanted to expose uh, his brother for something he did 40 years ago. I knew they'd never elect a murderer for mayor. Not for mayor. <laughs> City council, maybe, but yeah. not mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is oh god, this is so convoluted. He could have just fucking blackmailed him, but no. He says I had to expose him in a very subtle way, or he'd have had me killed. So I decided to convince him. He's basically gaslighting him. Oh yeah, I decided to convince him that his old girlfriend Barbara. I mean, girlfriend is that what he told you, John? His old girlfriend Barbara come back from the grave to haunt him. <laughs> It was easy until you three started getting in my way. It's literally Scooby Doo and those meddling kids. All I had to do was invite the granddaughter here for the summer and force her to play ghost. (laughs) What a plan. So Liz is horrified because this is like you know, an Mm. acknowledgement that that Kincaid did kill OG Barbara. Yes. And uh, starts dragging Liz off. Oh no! Yeah, I think he's got a little guarantee that she won't be asking any more questions. And this is when he also wallops her with the gun, and she blacks out. This is the second time he does it twice. Yeah. So poor old Liz. So yeah, she's uh, well dead to the world, or possibly dead, dead as far as we know. Oh, no, it's over for Liz. That's it. Sweet Valley's over. <laughs> the end. Thank you very much. <laughs> So, meanwhile, Jessica and Nicholas have had no joy at the uh, Bayview house. So they mm. head to the cliffs. And what do they see at the cliff's edge? Oh, no. Uh, they, <laughs> she can hear Nicholas screaming, stop. And she's like, what is happening? Because it's so foggy. She can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jessica can see two shadowy figures struggling on the edge of the cliff. <gasps> One was a heavy set, dark haired man. The other was Barbara. Oh. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, the dark haired man is trying to push Barbara over the edge, and um, they both fall over. They fall off a cliff. And of course, when Nicholas, I, I'm surprised we don't get told that Nicholas falls to his knees and goes, No! <laughs> <laughs> but he does rush to the cliff edge, and what should they see when they peek over the edge? Well, there's Barbara. Yeah, clinging to a narrow ledge. <laughs> I just don't think if I fell off something, you know the way people are always falling off. They're like one hand grabs uh, onto like a branch or like no. a window ledge or something. That would yeah. not be me. I'm no, I know oh, if I'm falling off a cliff. What I'm is dead. her gym routine in Switzerland? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> what is she up to? Yeah. She's on a pommel horse night and day. Just <laughs> cartwheeled off that yeah. cliff. <laughs> I also really love how when Jess sees them struggling, she just covers her face. And oh, it's yeah. like, and yeah. it's just like that's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I can help them. Or I just, I just don't. Or I could look. just. Not <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
Yes, she's she's alive. Mm. And Nicholas climbs down and saves her. Um, but where is John? Where indeed, yeah, because that's, I guess, what Jessica's asking. Yeah. Because uh, as far as she knows, Liz is still in the woods somewhere trying to crawl back to the jeep. And Russell is the one who just went over the cliff. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so then what's happening? Oh, yeah, Nicholas realises. <laughs> what is that? I mean, fair question, right? Yeah. <laughs> question we all want to know. It's like Nicholas knows that John has a gun. No, Barbara knows that he has a yeah. gun. I'm so confused, lads. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. Yeah, they know he has a gun um, and uh, apparently Barbara reveals he tied up Josine. Um, so they return and there's no sign of Liz in the woods. But what should be lying on the ground? Well, there's a gold chain caught on a root. Could the it be? <laughs> Could it? Could it? It's the lavalier. <laughs> See, no, things are bad. The lavalier has been removed Uh-oh. from a wakefield. <laughs> She's so dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Barb- Jessica sobs and Barbara is uh, is also stunned um, and probably sobbing too let's face it oh yeah well actually this time she isn't she's- oh no she does sorry of course her, she eyes is. <laughs> her eyes fill with tears standard Barbara and I, I don't know is this a time or a place to say this when they think that Jessica thinks that her sister has just been killed by your not uncle she's like just when I saw the necklace I thought of poor Rory <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm the person who, who can't I don't like bad things happening to animals however I don't think it's the same as Jessica's sister <laughs> being murdered. Yeah, like we're all sad about Rory, but this is not the time we're playing. <laughs> Come on, Barbara. <laughs> so they run back to the house to see if fucking Josie knows anything. I think I'll put my faith in Josie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's their last hope. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nicholas finally says, Oh, I shouldn't have taken you girls here. It's like, you think? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the power of the house has been cut for some why did he do this I don't know anyway Uncle John cut the power but they find Josie moaning and wailing around in the kitchen <laughs> and then Barbara starts moaning oh god there's so much moaning oh no so hurry Jessica moaned they, they go into the kitchen they heard a moan <laughs> oh no Barbara moaned there are three moans I'm not joking from here to here, like this is that editor, editor should have gone to and just like cut at least one of them. Oh god! Um, so yeah, Josine is, uh, is wailing away. Josie, she thinks Barbara is the old Barbara, and then we learn more about the secret marriage. Just that's what they have to keep saying it's a marriage. Oh god, I know. Yeah. And even this is kind of convoluted and weird. Yeah. Um, I'm confused. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> marriage was a secret from yes. Paul. But then the baby arrived and all was revealed. I mean, why would you bother having a secret marriage if you're like seven months pregnant? <laughs> um, then Russell, couldn't, Russell Kincaid couldn't handle it. And then Josie's like, oh, by the way, John isn't your uncle. And uh, I would have told you all about this if John hadn't threatened to kill me. I mean, there were times when John was gone out of the house and it was just Josine and Barbara. Like, <laughs> like I know coercive control and stuff is a thing, but that is not the case in this no. book. It's just like, said he might do something, so you know, no. I got a new kid. <laughs> like, she was alone in the woods with her wailing at her. She can't <laughs> mention him then. It was just yes. the two of them. Like, as far as she Let's knew, just walk down like, this hill. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> There's houses nearby. Yeah. Um... So, uh, yeah, the uh, Josie is like, oh, I get confused. Jessica basically can't ha- stand her. 
babbling on for a minute longer. And I was like, where's my sister? And Josie is like, oh, you? He carried you to the studio. <laughs> So, uh, they, ba- <laughs> they basically, they go to the studio and they have to break in, mm-hmm. but what do they find inside? It's not just Liz, because obviously Liz is there. Well, yeah. But also Rory. Yay! Yay! <laughs> He's okay. The best character in the entire book. While I'm delighted about this, I also have questions. Like, was Uncle John feeding him? Was he taking him for walks? Like, he's been gone nearly a week. Like, so I presume he had water and food and stuff. Surely, so yeah. Also, he, he works like, secretly... non-stop. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, well, we do see him then licking Liz's face, so maybe he was, like, planning to eat her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I do good judge. I mean, yeah. fair enough, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like that they sort of like think that you know Uncle John might kidnap you know threaten an old lady might kidnap this mm. girl but he would never kill a dog no <laughs> not Rory no. <laughs> he'll just pistol whip Liz in the <laughs> so uh, yeah Liz is unconscious um, Nicholas runs back to the house to call an ambulance and thought somebody's doing it and uh, they assume John is gone I don't know why they're like well he got what he wanted his brother fell off a cliff it's like <laughs> what? what where where do you think he is why don't you think he's not still there but uh, anyway um, they assume he's off um, and uh, yeah did he like witness the cliff fall I don't know I really don't. It was so foggy. Maybe he was there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. anyone could have been in there. That's true. That missed. Yeah. So Rory licks Liz's face again. She wakes up and uh, she feels fine. Yeah. What's yeah. that? <laughs> Barbara is grateful and feels a bit guilty as well she might. That's <laughs> kind of the least she could do. If she just said, yes, I am the kind of cow captive here, could you like get social services and contact <laughs> call somebody. It's like, no, don't go back. Or do. So the ambulance arrives. Jessica goes off with it. Nicholas and Barbara say they'll wait for the cops. But then they notice something is missing. Oh. It's the Jaguar. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm just like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very hot room as well. It's very warm. You know what happens when we are recording in very hot rooms and we sometimes get slightly delirious. um, (laughs) When we get to the hospital, who should show their faces? That bloody time. Ned and Alice. Do you look at that? They're alive. Ned walks in going, can someone around here please explain to me what's going on? Ned, <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> yeah, we never find out. Like, um, so Liz is grand. She's got a mild concussion and a sprained ankle. She has to stay overnight. Um, so Jessica returns her Lavalier. Lavalier? Lavalier? Hooray. And uh, they reveal all to the parents who don't say, oh my God, why didn't you, call, you know, tell us? <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just grand about this. And then they turn on the news and what should they find? Oh, uh, yeah, it's the whole story about uh, Kincaid. Yes. That he's been... Uh, he's washed been up on a beach. Discovered, drowned off the coast of Renoma. Yeah. So, yeah, Russell Kincaid, candidate for mayor, dead tonight at the age of 61. Oh, <laughs> early 60s. There we go. Not late 50s after all. <laughs> so, uh, Liz is like, oh, we'll never know the truth now. I mean, you kind of do know the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, he gave a big fucking villain speech to you. <laughs> 100% of all the people, truth. she knows exactly what's going yeah. on. And Vernon, she is concussed. So, oh, maybe okay. she's like a bit foggy on everything. Good Fair. point. <laughs> 
So Jessica's like, well, they'll find John. And then Nicholas rings the hospital and says, look, get to the station. So Jessica goes off to do that. Ned and Alice kind of have a moment. They drop her to the station. They and don't like, go with her. They're like, okay, <laughs> see you later. Don't be too long. They're they're like, she's like, don't let them keep you too late. She's a child. <laughs> you are with a, her. a lawyer. Can you please go in with your child? <laughs> they literally drop her at the police station and go home. <laughs> it's wild. And also, it's not like they have to look after Liz because she's, she's in hospital. hospital. <laughs> yeah. So there's only one kid. Well, and they've got Stephen at home. Maybe they think he needs their tender <laughs> loving care. Probably. Guilty, <laughs> neglecting their children. So uh, Jessica arrives at the station, finds Barbara telling all. Uh, we learned apparently John said his name was John Blake. There we go. Visited oh. the parents in Switzerland like once. <laughs> And then changed as soon as she turned up in Winooma. Oh, Made her go and cl- walks on the cliffs so Russell would see her there and think she was the ghost of OG Barbara. <laughs> like, this was his plan to like do what? Like get back at his brother? Get his brother to die? Just Makes no sense. freak him out a bit? I think it's just freak him out a bit. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Because like he could have blackmailed him and he's like, oh, I couldn't do that. He'd have killed me. It's like... <laughs> You could have just told the police. Yeah. <laughs> really, I mean, you know, ACAB and all that. However, sometimes there's you know. a time and place where you should really report people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, this was this was the scheme. Mm. Um, apparently, when uh, she met the gang, she thought she could go to the police then. But then she's like, I can't risk their safety. <laughs> I hope the cops actually say, do you know what you really should have told us? Yeah. <laughs> For future reference. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> Then who should the cops drag in? Oh, they found John Kincaid. Yeah, they did. <laughs> he was just en route to Mexico. Really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just heading it's out. It's kind of a Jeremy situation. They just keep finding these crooks yeah. off camera and just yeah. dragging them back in. <laughs> For some reason, he gives a full confession in front of these children. In front of everyone. <laughs> Everyone's there. And the cops are, like, taking this confession. But, like, literally this room is full of people who do not need to be there. Oh. It's bizarre. So uh, he looks sad as he tells his tale. Apparently Russell was obsessed with the original Barbara, but she loved Jack. Um, Josine was the go-between between between the lovers. Uh, They had a secret marriage, very convenient, and the baby. (laughs) And Russell was so jealous he pushed her off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically it, like... So uh, the two brothers worked together for years, and then Russell decided to run for mayor. John was like, uh, it's a bit risky, one of 75 said, you're a murderer. And... (laughs) He said, no, I don't care. I'll dissolve our partnership. I think this seems a very stupid thing to do to the one person who knows your secret. (laughs) In fairness, not the smartest. No. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he, having been swindled out of millions, we're now told. Oh. With an S. Interesting. Yeah. He visited Josine and he saw a photo of new Barbara. (laughs) And he realised the resemblance. So he came up with a scheme. But he says, I didn't want to kill him. And he starts crying. <laughs> and then he's like, what? Barbara's like, you knew what you were doing. He's like, yeah, I did. You got me. <laughs> such a stupid plan. I still don't know what he actually <laughs> wanted to happen. <laughs> it's so incoherent. Oh like, it's, I mean, and this is, we've read a lot of incoherent plans. <laughs> it's true. Jesus Christ. This was up there. It's a new low. <laughs> So anyway, that's it for him. Never see him again. Thank God. Oh and uh, the next, oh, or we'll never hear of Renoma again. Uh, or unless this is a Mandy Farmer situation. Oh, look it. It's happened. It certainly has. <laughs> well, the next morning, Liz comes home and Jessica tells her all. Apparently, uh, they're too banjaxed, to, you know, after the whole staying up all night, having concussion thing mm-hmm. to write the story about Kincaid's uh, death. But um, they'll tell Seth all about it. And uh, they wonder what Barbara will do. Will she 
leave Bayview House. <laughs> like, well, the like weird kidnap house. <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably yes. Oh, a ghost. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> Well, Josie is bringing Barbara breakfast in bed and some flowers from Nicholas. And uh, apparently he reminds Josie of Jack. Uh, oh, that's her granddad. Isn't that whatever he wants to be told? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't like that. <laughs> so Barbara asks Josie what was going on. Have we learned what a piece of work Josie is? I... <laughs> Yeah, uh, he knew how easily I get confused and knew I was too weak to get in his way. So it's like, okay. But also we find out that Josine was pretending to be more senile than she was. She was faking all the like being confused because this is what John wanted her to do. But she was doing it when it was just her and Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) What's the story, Josine? (laughs) Like, she just wanted to hang out in this big house and be left alone. She's like, if if this means they'll fuck off and I can keep my big house, Grant. A hundred percent. So yeah, we learned an original barber kept her marriage secret because Paul Lazaro didn't want his students, like Jack, distracted by romance. Uh, but then they went off to their friends in Switzerland and had the baby Gwen, that's Barbara's mother, and then Muscle Kincaid heard this and was sickened. And I guess Barbara came back from Switzerland and then he pushed her off cliff. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's that's oh. what happened. And then Jack sort of had full nervous collapse. Basically, yeah. But we learned Okay, so Jack locks himself in the studio with the baby. And this is quite sad. Mm. I mean, it'd be very sad if it was a better book. Uh, locks himself in the studio with the baby. And so they have to break the door down to rescue the baby. And then he's basically gone mad. So Dupre, famous mm-hmm. artist, who was one of the friends they went to stay with in Switzerland, takes the baby back to Switzerland. Jack went to a sort of, like, a rest home. Mm. And he's still there. <laughs> he's been alive this whole time. <laughs> and Josine has known all about it and goes to visit him every so often. <laughs> She's a scammer. She is the biggest fucking grifter. And Paul Lazaro left money, so which was very nice of him, so Jack could be, you know, taken care of yes. for the rest of his days. Mm-hmm. So obviously quite a lot of money because it's like 40 years. Yeah. Um, we find out this place is pretty nice. Um, so yeah, Josine visits him twice a month <laughs> and uh, Barbara wants to see him we exchanged texts about this <laughs> earlier and uh, what did you describe Josine as? A menace and my, <laughs> and my notes had already said Josine is a fucking menace <laughs> Barbara's mother does not know her father is alive and Josine has just been rocking up to say to hang out with him twice a month for like 40 years he's just chilling doing his paintings in a home somewhere like and nobody told anybody <laughs> he doesn't really even know that his he didn't really know that his daughter was like still alive yeah I don't think so Josine is the history's greatest monster <laughs> <laughs> Josine is clearly in enough contact as well that like she has a photo of Barbara because that's how John sees her so like she yeah. clearly is in regular communication with the family yeah. and knows she all of this so and shady. doesn't want to be like hey by the way you have a granddaughter as yeah. well like <laughs> your dad's still alive no, where like, do you want to come back from Switzerland they don't need to know <laughs> she's been living high on the hog in that house for 40 years definitely swear to, swear to god Josine is the is the villain of she really is <laughs> Uh, so Barbara's like, I must find out this part of my history. 
So it's Friday morning. Nicholas runs across the lawn to embrace Babs. He's been out there since the wee hours, but he was like, oh, I couldn't wake you up earlier. Can you imagine? He was just like sitting out staring at waiting with his pebbles. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> so uh, he's, she's, uh, he says he wants to take her out because it's actually her birthday now, mm. but she tells him what she's learned and uh, he takes the whole news and was like, Hang on, so Josie was faking it, and all the time she knew Jack was still alive, and actually she just like visits him all the time. Yeah, he's just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and Barbara reveals what she really wants to do for her birthday. Well, she wants to go see her granddad, which fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and Nicholas is like, are you sure? Because <laughs> um, basically, he's like, he's essentially, you know. He's obviously had, a, he's very agoraphobic, but mm. like he is completely compassmentous. He's, he's like fine. painting, yeah. he's selling paintings, he knows where he is, he just doesn't want to leave this place. Fair enough. So, like, there's absolutely no reason why he couldn't have had communication with his family for 40 fucking <laughs> years. I don't say here, Josie, you should be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, though, considering he had had like a grief breakdown when yeah. his wife passed away maybe Barbara should check with the medical professional it's not going to terrify him if yeah, somebody looks identical to his dead wife is, walks yeah. the exact same as Barbara so it's like me. I do feel like she should clear that first but besides that I'm on board yeah. she does actually ring them I can't believe I'm defending her yeah. <laughs> PR tells she does get in touch just yeah. to check but so like the nurse she's like to the nurse like oh yeah the vibes are good yeah. I think you'll be fine and the nurse is like yes yeah, small child I trust you <laughs> You know they take a they're they're really vibes based <laughs> very much. So apparently Barbara's parents called to wish her a happy birthday. Uh, so they do have phones. Put <laughs> that out there. Maybe they just didn't bother ringing her for like weeks. Oh god, they were just sick of her crying all the time, and they were just like, you know what, it's fine. I mean, oh, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. Does Barbara have any friends as well? Because oh, she clearly hasn't talked to anyone this like entire time. No, no yeah. friends. Well, that means she's Nicholas's perfect match. <laughs> Made for each other. So, uh, yeah, they're coming over. Or sorry, no, they're not coming over. They want her to come back to them. And uh, when she told them, oh, by the way, your dad's alive, who you've never known, um, they want him to come too. Again, like he's been living in this rest home for 40 years. It's yeah. kind of a wrench. Like, think, oh, now you're moved to Switzerland. I know, you'd think the mother would be like, oh my God, I have to go see him. But no, she's like, all right, put him on a plane to Switzerland. <laughs> I just can't be arsed. I'm just not dealing with this. Just get him here, we'll figure it out. The flight to Greece was quite long. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm she's tired. tired. Yeah. So Nick, so and the, this flight is going to take place in two days mm. and Nicholas is like can't you wait a few weeks I can't believe I'm going to lose you so soon and then Insadie's like she's going she might as well have been a ghost after all <laughs> <laughs> they just keep mentioning ghosts to make us think yeah. this book is spookier than it is true and I do not care for it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, she he we get a hint that uh, he wouldn't have worked so hard to save her if he'd known she wasn't saved for long. So it's pretty much like, after all I did for her. <laughs> and he also has like here. big locker in a basement energy by being like, and let's make it last as long as possible. Oh, oh. Like, oh my God, is he genuinely going to kidnap her now? <laughs> he tried already. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the true horror story. Mm. So they arrive at the West Home. It's all fancy. Apparently Jack was overjoyed to find out that his daughter was alive and has a child because that bitch Josie never mentioned this. <laughs> Just didn't come up in 40 years in their <laughs> bi-monthly visits. 
<laughs> uh, fortnightly visits. Uh, he's basically, he's, apart from the agoraphobia, mm. he's grand. He's, he's sociable. There's no reason he couldn't have had visitors over these years. So this is truly appalling. Um, the nurse is a bit worried that the resemblance will freak him out. But yeah, she said like, again, it's like, vibe's okay. Yeah. Barbara's like, I've, I've got this. Yeah. Like, yes. Random you probably child. do. Why not? <laughs> So they go to Jack's room and it's it's a veritable studio. It is, yeah. Also, he's a remarkably handsome man. Because <laughs> you have to be handsome in Sweet Valley. <laughs> exactly. And Renoma County. <laughs> but what should be on the wall? Well, there's a lovely portrait of Barbara, the other Barbara, the old <laughs> dead Barbara. <laughs> Actually dead Barbara. <laughs> Uh, yes, and she's instead of the last one that they saw in the gallery, this Barbara's all happy and laughing. Mm. And uh, Nicholas, uh, Jack, Jack is stunned by the likeness between old Barbara and young Barbara. <laughs> but Nicholas realises he's witnessing true love, which, uh, I mean, is it witnessing true love when you realise somebody was so broken by their by grief that they've been yeah. trying to wait for it? Like, that's not a no, healthy, not <laughs> positive example of it. No. Um but uh, apparently Jack's heard the news about Russell Kincaid just like always oh, wanted revenge but you know guess I didn't want him to fall off <laughs> <laughs> so Barbara's like come and live with me and he uh, basically says yeah, I lived in the past because the world destroyed the woman I love I mean uh, Russell Kincaid destroyed the woman he loved <laughs> yeah. and then he's like oh but now I can meet my daughter and I'm fine I'm going to leave this place I've been in for 40 years and I'm just going to go to Switzerland <laughs> yeah he's very chill about the whole thing what <laughs> is the power of Switzerland over these people <laughs> <laughs> We've had well, like it cured Regina's hearing. Mm-hmm. Liz became obsessed with going True. to that boarding school. Yeah, and and now and now this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost over. Bear with us. It really is. There's only, this is pretty much. Oh no, there's like one more scene. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, they they embrace. And Nicholas is moved by this touching scene, but mm. realizes that Barbara getting her family back means that he will lose her. Oh, that's the most important thing. <laughs> so we're told everything moves fast after that they're going on Sunday Josine is going to stay in the gaff yeah of course she is of course she fucking is Barbara's mother is a lot more generous to her than I would be I'd be like you hid my father from me get out she <laughs> and she gaslit her daughter yeah. <laughs> she was in her care I swear to god I can't believe they're just like yeah you just stay here rent yeah, free continue yeah, it's fine. Um, so they're going to turn the house into the Lazaro Museum and uh, they go for a walk on the cliff. Barbara's quite blasé about She's very chill about it, considering she almost died there. <laughs> she, and she saw somebody literally die yeah. who was trying to kill her. And Nicholas is basically, don't you care that you're leaving me? <laughs> She's clearly happy to get rid of him. Oh, God, yeah. Because <laughs> she's all like, oh, you know, life is precious. We can't live in the past. And we'll be back to visit. And, you know, we'll always be friends. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> but then Nicholas gives her her birthday present. Oh, yes. Uh, he gives her a small gold locket with two sets of initials intertwined on the face. So it's Barbara's initial and his own. Uh, neither of them spoke. It's like she's like, oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pretend to like this shit. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody you've known for like two weeks has got you an engraved locket with both your names on it? Oh, wow. Oh, thank Thanks. you. <laughs> My next dog is going to be called Norbert. <laughs> so uh, Nicholas is like, I'll never forget this, the magic of this moment. And they kiss. Next day, twins are back at work. Poor Jessica is still doing all her research work. Mm-hmm. And they're worried about Nicholas because uh, he sounded awful on the phone because Barbara's go- yeah. going. And Jessica says she's never seen anyone so much in love. We literally had a book called So Much in Love. <laughs> too, too much, <laughs> in, too love. much in love. <laughs> so uh, then Seth gives them the, the 
to today's paper and watch me on the cover. Local teens crack revenge story. <laughs> um, I mean, Nicholas is barely holding on as a teen. Um, Jessica's not impressed by the photo of her and Seth reveals unsurprisingly there's no mayoral race anymore because one of them <laughs> died while Other trying guys to murder somebody running unopposed <laughs> so um, instead the twins have got a new big story to work on oh yeah <laughs> uh, the editor wants them to work on a, a story about their experience with Kincaid and his brother do you think you can do that? and they're like you bet oh, God. <laughs> trauma what trauma I'm oh. not right about it <laughs> That's the motto. As, part, as well as you can't, we won't take no for an answer. Yeah. That's yeah. the motto of Sweet Valley. Uh, so yeah, apparently they're going to also cover the trial. Like they are not qualified court reporters. No. Like, that trial is going to be thrown out for contempt of court, you know, because they'll have prejudiced it with their Definitely. ramblings. And then they meet Nicholas. He's got a grant. Uh, he reveals saying goodbye to, to Barbara was awful. Mm-hmm. But then Jack left a surprise for him in his Jeep and he invites the twins out to see it. Because I guess he's just been driving around with them for 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they move closer to see what this uh, gift is. And Liz gasps, it's a portrait of Barbara. <laughs> Which Barbara? <laughs> it is the original so Barbara. It is the original Barbara. It's the portrait Jack had hanging in his yeah. room. But it'll do. Because they, they have the same face. So it's a portrait of her dead grandmother. But her boyfriend has it now. So now he's got a picture of her dead granny that looks like her. It's a normal present, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Robot Sweet Valley Star. Is it better or worse than the locket? Though? Oh. Uh, at least, do you know what? It's probably worth a few, Bob. That's true. Yeah. Mm. I'd say now Jack Purcell's uh, yeah. paintings, you know, prices through the roof from oh, the story yeah. comes or at least out. if he hangs on to it long enough until Jack kicks the oh, bucket yeah. then that's when you really get the money <laughs> well uh, he says he'll never forget Barbara who I think we can all assume will be never mentioned again <laughs> and Liz is like neither will me and Jessica and that <laughs> thank Christ <laughs> is the end of No Place to Hide <laughs> oh. we did it <laughs> we did it Oh my God. Uh, Karen, do oh. you have stats and outfits? You know I do. I know there's some good outfits. There are some good outfits. Okay, uh, we'll go with stats first. So okay. now the Wakefields, you won't be happy with this. Okay. The Wakefield blonde has only got four mentions. Oh, right. In a big book like this. I know. The blue-green eyes only got two. <gasps> Disaster. Uh, people blush six times and that's mostly Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah. People's eyes narrow five times. Is that a, the Kincaid brothers? You know, it's mostly Jessica and Liz. <laughs> They're very suspicious about everything. Uh, eyes sparkle four times. Oh. Mostly Jessica. Uh, and they flash twice. <gasps> Those are the Kincaids. Oh. <laughs> people go pale 16 times. <laughs> Oh my God. And Barbara, both Barbaras, I counted them as one person. Oh, fair enough. They basically are. Uh, Barbara is referred to as beautiful no less than 18 times. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Twins left for death. Just in the dust, like completely. Uh, wow, 18. <laughs> yeah, it was so much. That is a lot. It was wild. <laughs> so, uh, outfits, we oh, at yeah. the beginning have Liz and Jess. Uh, this is the only outfit of theirs, I think. Yeah, so. It's good though. <laughs> it's part of the twin comparison. So, Liz is wearing a navy blue skirt, slim cut and flattering, but on the conservative side, <laughs> with a simple blue and white striped cotton sweater. It's so like, that's, I can see that. Yeah. 
Jessica looked as if she'd just stepped off the pages of Ingenue. So she's wearing a linen miniskirt, a boxy sweater with padded shoulders, and funky dangling earrings. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Oh, that is very good. Uh, okay, now it's Barbara and her oh. ghost outfits. <laughs> Bear in so, mind, these are her grandmother's clothes mm, from 1948. From the 40s. <laughs> she's wearing a dress, a lovely sky blue silk dress, longer than most girls wore, with a slightly old-fashioned bodice. She should be dancing to the boogie woogie bugle boy from Company B. Like, <laughs> just what is happening here? Uh, the other dress she wears, oh, this is when she's like singing to herself in the woods. Uh, one of many times. She's resplendent in a pink and ivory silk dress, sitting on an ivory coloured blanket. Uh, oh, yeah, straw bonnet, I already mentioned. Yeah. Tossed to the side, carelessly. So many silk dresses Lot of in silk. summer. Yeah. Well, I can tell you I'm wearing my real silk blouse and it's getting quite hot <laughs> so. uh, then one of her other dresses it's filmy of course ice of course. blue and old fashioned but yeah she looks beautiful in the moonlight so yeah like it's very ghost dresses Victorian ghost but like uh, not 40s at all no like it would yeah. have actually been quite cool if they mentioned she was wearing like yeah. you know like her saddle shoes mm. or something. But yeah. no. No, none of that. So that's mostly it for the outfits, I'm afraid. Oh, well. But, you know, we got a boxy sweater. So we did. Good. And the dangly earrings. <laughs> yeah. That was a very funky earrings. Well. I love that funky can cover earrings and also renditions of the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very versatile word. Sweet Valley contains multitudes sure and so does its, its dialect. <laughs> well, thank you so much to everybody for coming. And especially thanks to those of you who dressed up for the occasion. Mm. So can those of you who wore your special outfits, because we will have a prize to give. Can you stand up, do mind, and for a chance to win a bag, I don't really know how to describe it. A bag of good stuff. Good stuff, some actual good stuff. So we'll say there's a booby prize in here. Oh. Can you describe your Ooh. ensemble? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god, I've just realised who you are! <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, who are you? I'm paying tribute to everyone's favourite flat face queen. Oh, wow. Oh. Fowler. I'm the lime green. <gasps> the, the lime, lime green triumph! Oh. Oh. oh, wow. Bravo! Uh, you're very stylishly dressed. I am the bush. The bush! <laughs> the bush that everybody hides behind. You do great work. Oh my god. Amazing. I think we know who you are. But please. I'm Cookie Monster. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I believe Cookie Monster made it. Oh, wouldn't be the same without him. But. Can you make this <laughs> double outfit? We are Liz and the new Jessica. It's Liz! Liz and the new Jessica. That is stunning. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> shit, now what? <laughs> we were going to let the audience decide because mm. you're, they're all so amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how. How should we do this? Because it's, they're all so spectacular. Like, I'm tempted to just throw the bag and <laughs> do a Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls and just tear up the tiara and find yeah. it. Yeah. And catch it. But, because I think, I think we've all, you know, the, the applause showed that everybody Did was knocking job. it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, should we even do a show of hands? I don't, I guess. We didn't plan this very well. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, 
What did you expect? <laughs> okay. Can you give it up? I'm like, everybody wants your, your finest cheers, mm. but cast your vote for the Lime Green Triumph. <laughs> okay. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yes. Uh, the Bush. <laughs> okay. Yes. Nice. Cookie Monster Werewolf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Liz and Jess and their new Jessica outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to have to I think it's going to have to be a show of hands okay okay hands up for the triumph okay oh okay it's great hands up for the bush (laughs) hands up for cookie monster werewolf okay Okay. it's all pretty evenly matched hands up for Liz and Jess Oh. oh. <laughs> I think Liz and Jess. Classic Wakefields. Classic Wakefields! Dan and Tuckett. Bravo. Bravo. I swear. You were all absolutely incredible. And it was very tight run thing. So. Really uh, well. Oh, yeah, we do have. We do have a prize. A prize. So we have a tote bag with. Uh, like head stuff goodies and also some Sweet Valley High books in <laughs> Can you show which book in particular oh, is in there? Of course. Oh, um, because I think we all know how much I paid for it. Anna paid <laughs> 17 euros. Pounds. 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 again. For this terrible book. Now <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. You can fight over it. It's yours to enjoy. Um, so, we will see... Uh, some of you in the Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse next week. And I know that some of our Pi Beta Alpha sisters are watching on the live stream. So mm. thank you so much to everybody who tuned in all over the world. One of you took a day off. Yeah. <laughs> the dedication. So you didn't have to watch it at work. Somebody else got up at half four in the morning so they could watch it. They were in Australia. Um, so they could watch it live. Mm. Uh, we really appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, it's so much fun knowing that you're all out there with us in spirit (laughs) and um, we will of course be checking out your your comments on the live feed afterwards but uh, it was very exciting before we went on stage we could see people gathering (laughs) in the comments of the live feed and in real life and in real life we were peeking out the in a very Margot in the bushes peeking peeking out the window of the room behind there so we could see you all coming in Um, so uh, yeah, we will see our Pi Beta Alpha sisters mm. in the and brothers and siblings of all genders in the clubhouse <laughs> next week because you can start. You can of course sign up to Head Stuff Plus mm-hmm. if you want to hear us every single week and enjoy our bonus um, episodes where we discuss the Sweet Valley High TV series. It's going to be uh, Sweet Valley Fever Ooh. is the name of the episode. There's going to be some disco dancing. <laughs> We're very excited it's about it. A good time. So uh, we will see you there next week but we will see you all in two weeks time for some more cheerleading madness (laughs) you can dress up for it if you want (laughs) and if you do and you want to send some photos of your costumes I mean the bar has been set very Mm, high that's true you guys did amazing yeah um, so you know consider the the standard has been set when we do this again which will hopefully not be another four years four years <laughs> no pandemic next time yeah. I think it's very telling that the last time it's I've aged so much since then the last time I was able to do this in my con- with my contact lenses and now I can't read in dim light in my contact lenses 
so I have to wear my glasses the whole time. So, uh, yeah, we won't let that long no. go before our next show. Um, so we'll be happy to welcome you all back here mm-hmm. or over the the interwaves. Yes. And thank you, Amy, for being a brilliant yes. guest. Yeah. And don't forget that you can vote for Amy's book yes. um, in uh, in the Irish Book Awards. Yes. So can you tell everybody what your book is called and what category you're in? Uh, yes, my book is called What Walks These Halls and it is in the Teen and YA Book of the Year category. And it is spu- suitably spooky. It's so so it's spooky. a perfect thing to read at this time of year. There are actual ghosts in my yeah. book. So. <laughs> she committed to the ghosts yes. and I genuinely had a nightmare after I read it. So. <laughs> no really. finer praise. Now we'll all be having nightmares about Nicholas Morrow yeah. and voting yeah. <laughs> cakes and such like after this. But uh, thank you again so much it's mm. been so much fun it's been very very hot it's very warm. <laughs> let's finish this up. yes uh, we will see you in two weeks when we find out what happens when mm. finally oh Jessica quits the squad <laughs> for real this time <laughs> see you then everybody oh thank you so much everybody <laughs> This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.